Jason. And I'm Pake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we're covering Season 2, Episode 6, The Maze. Yes, The Maze. What did you guys think of this week's episode? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I loved it. Good one? Yeah. A lot of Good tension one. and sadness and intrigue. Yes. All of Humor. it. Humor. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, you know essential lock and keyness tragic a little frustrating at times yeah but yes. mostly great i have one thing that's a major gripe that i'm sure we will get to maybe um, it's the same as mine <laughs> probably probably maybe mine too it'd be interesting if, it, if they're all three different Could but be. yeah i i do i i'll say that the enjoyment outweighed my my frustration me too um, with it, so there is that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad, at least for that, that there wasn't more of the frustration. Um, so I was happy for that. But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of interesting things happened, and we had all the emotions. Um, so, okay. Well, who wants to? Maybe not start? lust this week. I don't. Is that an emotion? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe a but little yeah, post lust. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, well, there was, there's a tiniest there was little the afterglow. Bit. There was the yeah, afterglow. Yeah, we'll say, say that. a tiny bit with Nina. Nina. Yeah, post <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, She wanted to go yeah, have that, dinner that with him, and he <laughs> blew her off for some metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A little hunk of metal. Yeah, what's up with that guy? God. Looser. Hot, hot chick. Wanting to spend some time with you, and he's like, nah, I got to go get some cold iron. <laughs> 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 Thanks though. Rain check. Jeez. Last time you get an offer from me, buddy. Um all right, who wants to start off with their number three this week? We should take turns. Who went last time? I think I did last time, if I remember okay. correctly. Then I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. go cool. for it. All right. My number three is characters being smart, helpful, and forthcoming with information. Yes. Which there was <laughs> quite a lot of that this time and and that's cool, and I recognize you can't always have that because then the story's just over. But it's nice when it happens and it and yeah. it works well. So Bodie came back from visiting Rufus in Nebraska and just immediately is like, "There was two dodges the night of the shadow attack," and then Tyler is like, "Well, Dodge had the identity key. The only person there was Ellie." So they figure out that they've pushed Ellie through the door. It's just nice when people share information and they smartly figure things out. <clears throat> yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Although it's like, oh crap. I, I think we killed her. <laughs> yeah, definitely a bummer moment when yeah. we see shit uh, we're responsible for. But uh yeah. I, glad to see exchange of information. I hope we see her again still, you know? Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. She's like Yeah. If they can figure out a way to She's insane. Like, you don't know what I've been through, man. Oh man, I can't imagine <laughs> what she's been through. Yeah. Um and then uh, Duncan, Tyler, and Kinsey are all outside Keyhouse trying to figure out, okay, what is Dodge trying to do? And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be talking this all out outside right after Gabe just left because he may be skulking around out here. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Kinsey remembers Dodge, well, Gabe asking her how the keys are made. 
and oh maybe he wants to make a key a key that does what and they don't speculate about that because we really don't have any information about that either yeah uh but then tyler realizes that gabe is interested in restoring duncan's memories because gabe knows how to make a key which is what one or both of you were saying last week that that's why he's interested in duncan and i was like well I feel like it's going to shift over to Bodhi because it's about the innocence. And I still think maybe it will. Cause Gabe said, we know Duncan can make keys. He's a sure thing. And I'm like, well, we'll see, like give it, yeah. let him try. So I, I, I think maybe he will like get the music box and try to make Duncan make a key and it won't work or something, but we'll see. Um, and then just as far on the same sort of theme of people being helpful, just like we hoped, I think it's, for me anyway, it's a big relief to see Duncan being helpful and, and, and comfortable. And it's just easier to watch and reassuring Tyler and Kinsey that what happened with Ellie was Dodge's fault and they can't blame themselves, you know, just being a, an older, an uncle type, someone you can lean on. And, um, I'm glad Bodie asked Duncan if he got his, if he was glad he got his memory back. And Duncan said, if Dodge has her sight set on me, I'd rather know than have no idea. Plus, I finally feel like I understand this place. So he, he is. And then I loved that they heard the keys whispering and he's running yeah. down the stairs and he's like, I, I actually missed this part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was fun. I, yeah. I was happy to see a positive Duncan Bodie. Yeah. Yeah. Kind that of too. Especially after yeah. what they put us through when Duncan was in his mode. And I was yeah. like. After what happened, I was like, it's, it's good to see the two of them. To the Bodie like understands that Duncan wasn't himself, himself. really, and yeah. it's all good. It's like okay, that's good. Makes and me happy. Him, him being excited like that, it reminded me. I know I don't think either one of you have seen this, but there was a great series back in the eighties called The Greatest American Hero. It's kind of like a, an early superhero type thing. This kind of nerdy um, mm-hmm. math teacher, I think, or high school teacher. Of it. Yeah. He finds uh, him and this FBI agent find this alien suit. And it gives him powers and the FBI guy has him go around and try to stop crime. But the first season he didn't want it. And he was always reluctant and kind of whiny and not good at using his powers. And I, I love the show, but then I think the next season they decided to have him really get into it and be gung ho about it. And I just remember feeling like, Oh, this is so much better when he actually wants to be there and be using this and be excited about it. And that's kind of how I felt about Duncan in this episode. Yeah, like that. Good feeling. Yeah, it was. This was uh, a better side of, of Duncan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Great, great number three. Mm-hmm. Um, Pake, what's your number three? All right, my number three. I just wanted to talk about uh, Team Demon, uh, <laughs> Gabe and Eden, <laughs> and kind of <laughs> them on their own or together throughout this episode. Just some great moments and still more into their relationship and kind of just some of the things between them, but also, I don't know, things are shifting a little bit and I'm interested to see how that goes and what I mean with that I'll, I'll get to, but uh, I still love just again that we've talked about it and I've seen like Eden is like definitely the underling and has that like healthy fear of, of Dodge, mm-hmm. but still has no problem just being sassy and just firing back at him, even though it was like immediately like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but, <laughs> she should say it first and I love, but um, 
No, no, you know, not all locks can make keys. Oh, good thing you spent all summer getting close to her then. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I say it every time, but I love her. She I know. just cracks me up and every then time I love her. I did crack up too because he like hits her in the throat. And she's real, real quick. Yeah. Like, Smaller bites, Eden. <laughs> Smaller bites, yeah. chew your food. Um, <laughs> one, one thing about that is uh, I thought about it and I'm like, well, we don't know exactly why he was getting to know her all summer because he was also trying to make keys himself. He thought he could. And it was only after he realized he could, that, you know, he needed a lock to make a key that he decided to try to maybe use the music box on her. So it didn't yeah. quite make sense, but still that's sort of beside the point of what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you see that Gabe or Dodge now, like he, he's getting kind of fed up with, with Eden's sassiness to where mm-hmm. that moment where, you know, Eden's mom shows up, which again, we, we confirmed it pretty much last week, but here we see, yeah, for sure. Like those memories are still there because Eden sees her walk in is like, Oh shit. Like mm-hmm. all these like her, memories of yeah. like the relationship with the mom mm-hmm. is like, Oh God. So it's like, it's like double. Cause it's like, I have these innate feelings within me that I can't stand this woman, but also mm-hmm. now I have to pretend to be the person that <laughs> can't stand this woman. But like, is also her yeah, daughter. At least it's similar to to... feelings. So she doesn't have to act too much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But if she, just, if she had like, oh. a really good relationship with her mother and had to fake that, that would have probably oh, that would have been harder, more of a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. She's like, oh, well, me and Gabe have to, and I just love how he's like, oh no, it's fine. You just go. He's like, that's just a little <laughs> bit more punishment for what she said earlier. Like, oh no, no, you have to do this now. You have to spend time yeah. with this, with with Carol. Um, yep. That reminded me of the time in Karate Kid when Daniel tried to get the teacher to explain like the history of the Plains Indians to all the bullies. And they're like, Oh, we got class. Sorry. And he's like, well, I'll just explain it to you and you could pass it along to your friends. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. But yeah. And that was, it was fun. The thing at Winterfest between Eden and Carol, because I want to say in her mom, but it's not really her mom necessarily anymore. Uh, But I've kind of felt a little bit for Carol there. I was like, you know, she knows her daughter resents her. I mean, Eden clearly did. Mm-hmm. And then now she's breaking this news of Eden's father, like cheating on her and all this. But I love the demon Eden's reaction that you should kill him. Uh, <laughs> You'll feel better. Like, yeah, invite him over for coffee, then beat the ever living shit out of him until he's a bloody heap on the ground. It'll feel so good. <laughs> I promise. Uh, <laughs> but I the best that. part was the mom's reaction. Yeah. The mom goes, thank you for being, you know, Eden for being there for me. Cause she just took it as like a, Oh, I have your back and fuck that yeah. guy response. Being supportive. Fuck her but, up. Yeah. And the funny I thing is, I was like, she's hundred percent serious. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I, as she was, as Eden was saying that, I'm like, I bet you the mom likes hearing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it's so funny. I love that. Solid that yeah. It's great. So yeah, that's, so Eden was a little sidelined to this episode because she's <laughs> on her punishment and having to spend time with Eden's mom. But then we get to Winterfest and Eden kind of just or not just uh, redeems herself because uh, she's the one that notices Duncan using the Anywhere key to come into Winterfest. So then she texts Gabe about that and Gabe comes over and checks it out. And so she's kind of winning brownie points a little bit because mm-hmm. she's the one that alerts him, Duncan, and she's the one that stops Aaron. Yeah, she may have and saved so, Duncan's, I mean, Gabe's life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll see if, you know, this earns her a little bit of brownie points or whatever. But again, at the end of the episode, we're left with her still in that underling position like that. You know, just face it. You got played because you want to repeat that. No, (laughs) (laughs) she's there's a slice. She's making good points. Like like Skeletor and Beast Man or something, you know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> but I think she was, you know, and I, I don't know if that was, again, just Gabe, like, putting her in her place or whatever, or maybe he's frustrated because she might be right. Because that's all she's talking about is, you know, you got played. It's like, if Aaron knew, then obviously Kenzie knows and everybody else knows. And you're you're fooling yourself thinking that you're still hiding in the shadows. And so he's like, oh, Kenzie would never lie to me. And Kenzie calling was a, a good thing on on the locks part, at least there at the end. But yeah. yeah. Because be when, when how much that trust is lost between like Gabe towards Kenzie now. He's or, delusional. He's totally uh, in love. I mean, when Eden told him, hey, I just saw Duncan here. So clearly Kenzie's lying. I thought, well, how does she know that he didn't just get his memories back while she was at the thing? And then that's exactly what she tells Gabe. So, but Gabe's still kind of a fool to believe her given that when she, when he touches her, she recoils and frowns. <laughs> She's not right. being too good of a, you know, <laughs> pretender there. Yeah. I walked into yeah. the tent and she screamed and she dropped scowled the glass. and screamed like, like, and didn't want to touch me. <laughs> <laughs> but, she, but she loves me. It's Young love. Yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated you know sometimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are, how are we? Um, they recoil at your touch. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right? It's natural, right? Pink, right? It's just yeah, like, all the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's totally normal. They love, <laughs> they love us anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, that. I'm joking, but that's it, it was a little bit mm. ridiculous how Gabe couldn't figure that out. But I guess right. he's got stars in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Your hands are like literally shaking as she's yeah. like next to him to like paint his neck. It's like, it's uh. like, oh, she just she must be nervous. <laughs> it's those butterflies in her stomach. It must be. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's, I mean, one thing I loved about Eden's mom showing up is that we already kind of have a feel for her because we've been in Eden's head and saw mm-hmm. her mom shame her for eating too much. And I'm like, man, only on Lock and Key could something like that happen. You never have anything like that on any other show i can think of and then she her mom lives up to that by sort of subtly expressing disapproval by pulling her her sweater over her bare shoulder and saying you know let's find you a hairbrush maybe not that subtle actually but um i I, it totally reminds me of some of my relatives who are like that too Mm -hmm. and this one aunt who's like that (laughs) yes i also have relatives like that that shall not be named but yeah i'm constantly shamed for either having such a potty mouth or not dressing appropriately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I am what I am. Um, that's a great number three. Um, well, my number three, I wanted to talk a little bit about Tyler and Jackie. Um, yeah. You know, Tyler, who is, you know, on this high after seeing how the memory key worked for Duncan, you know, now sees that as, a, you know, a great opportunity, right, to use that on, on Jackie. And when he takes her aside when they're there at the Winterfest, um, you know, kind of shows her with the fire key and like, hey, you're going to forget about this. And it's funny when she, because it's like she doesn't even remember that she forgets magic because she's like, why would I forget? So I was kind of confused about that i'm like oh so you you do have times when you forget about magic but you don't remember that you forget about magic i don't know that was kind of that's how yeah that's Um, how um nina was after she came out of the mirror she's just like gets confused for a second and then like oh what's up you know it's not like what just happened to me it's just like they completely feel like nothing happened mm mm-hmm 
Right. Um, well, I mean, I, and I felt bad for Tyler, you know, when they have this conversation and he's, he's, he, I like that he at least asks, you know, like for her consent to, to yeah. use the key to, yeah. you know, like I, I can offer you this so you don't have to forget. It's one thing know, he doesn't you know. have in common with Kinsey doesn't ask consent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, so I'm glad I'm glad that Tyler did at least and um yeah. and I mean he, he pushed he, it a little bit but he did like, naturally it. because I was yeah. this is a big right deal. there with like, him like please yeah. come on. So frustrating. And but he does and accept her choice and I, I, I do it, like that. It was a little mm-hmm. bit of a of a stretch for her to be like uh, is all magic this beautiful? No, then I'd like to stay completely ignorant of it. I mean, really, right. you know, and if it's kind of the same feeling I get when I want to have somebody watch a movie and I know they're going to love it, but they'll, they're like, nah, I'm like, come on, I, you're going to love this. But you know, yeah, you, you can't, everyone has to make their own decisions, but I would have tried telling her, you know, Hey, you might be safer if you can remember the magic because there's a lot of magic going around here and you'll be more aware of what's happening. And I, I just feel like it was a little bit unbelievable for her to make that jump. Like, oh, there's magic. Wait, is there bad magic? Okay, I don't want to have any part of it. It just right. kind of fits with the plot, you know, but of like the theme of people aren't supposed to, people are supposed to change and grow up or something like that. But anyway, it was a little frustrating, but yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was, I think, frustrating. And I felt Tyler's frustration uh, when she had, chosen not to and I, I i'm i don't know that it made a lot of sense to me but i was just trying to make it make sense uh-huh. in my head as to why she said no and i think it just because it because she equates to knowing to pain i guess and and for it causing her pain and frustration and sadness is what she was experiencing like when she would you know like kind of when she came um, or when they were in Bath and she kind of came to the realization of like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, she started to forget and, and she was very distressed and, and to her it was causing her anguish. So I think that's why she's, you know, uh, uh, relating like bad feelings towards it. And so she would just rather not know. But I also feel really bad for Tyler because, you know, his reaction is definitely about his insecurity about losing that connection that he and Jackie mm-hmm. share. I mean, think of all the memories they've probably made while using magic while using the keys or while using magic and if she forgets that doesn't have any of those memories at all um, about anything that they did uh that involved magic she's going to forget all of that tyler well well at least for now i guess remember he doesn't i don't know if he'll use the key or not because he's also going to be 18 soon but you know that's something that they share and that's in common so that's something that tyler's going to know and she won't they're going to kind of lose that part of their Mm -hmm. connection um i think also it's for him it's like triggering him to you know lose someone again that's close to him you know he's lost his dad you know not that long ago and we know that was really hard and this is kind of a loss as well you know jackie might not be dead but there's going to be i think a big gap there in their relationship um that you know they may struggle or he maybe he will struggle um being able to continue that relationship you know if she doesn't remember that so i don't know i felt really bad um i I, it didn't quite make sense to me why she would say no i get that there's some bad stuff but yeah like we like duncan was saying i'd rather know what's going to happen than not and know what's coming and you know, she, maybe she would be better at knowing too. And mm-hmm. also remembering the good times that her and Tyler have had, you know? Yep. Yeah. I guess to me, um, if it is because she doesn't want to risk seeing something that 
she can't unsee. That to me feels like, uh, I don't know. It's not very heroic, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Like, of course we're all like, I shouldn't be too judgmental because there's things that all of us don't want to do or get involved with, but she doesn't, she barely knows anything about it and she's already closed the door to it. So yeah, yeah, that's just really frustrating me. But I, I really think like there was also some line about, uh, you know, Hey, Tyler's like, we, we can make it so we don't change. And she goes, well, everybody changes. You have to change. And yeah. when I thought about that in relation to how I feel like for, you know, adults forgetting ma- magic is kind of an analogy for just when you grow up and you get more logical and she's mm-hmm. just, it's that theme of like, we got to mature, we got to grow up kind of a thing. I thought it had something to do with that. Well, that's no fun at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at it I in that light, years old. <laughs> yeah, looking at it in that light makes a little more sense. But for me, yeah, the whole people are supposed to change. I was like, that seems like a really weak argument against remembering it. Like, yeah, because again, like the Duncan method, if we were to call it that, you know, if it's in the world, regardless, then I'd rather be able to see it and understand it. Yeah, just be you're better off. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing there, regardless, the thing that she said that helped me like the scene a little bit more right at the end, she goes, this doesn't feel right. And then I'm like, okay, she just has a bad feeling about it. (laughs) And that (laughs) for some reason to me, that makes more sense than anything else. Like, look, I just I don't maybe I don't even know why, but I don't want this. I've felt like that before sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, it's hard to judge her too harshly because of that, and that's how she feels. I, I wish she had maybe said, "Can I think about it?" Maybe, yeah, um, and you know, instead of like just a hard no, mm-hmm. and yeah, or maybe refusal. they could talk about it a little more. Like he yeah, could explain, you know, like, like what what's this is a big the part bad? of my life. What's, yeah, what is the bad yeah, stuff? What what is the bad? What right. what can you, you know, share with me to help me make a better decision, right. maybe or more informed right. decision? Like, do you see? Just a hard no. Like, I don't know. Can you see like people's intestines or <laughs> what are we talking here? <laughs> What's giant bad? spiders that chase uh, you in your house? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I just to be completely unbending. Uh, and I mean, I guess it's fine. Like I said, it's, it's, it's okay, I guess, to be that way, but I, I don't know. I try to be open and not try to do like a hard no on, on everything there are some things i think that you have to draw a line of course but you know at least try to be open and when that's someone that you care about and they're asking something of you to share something with you um i think it's worth to at least consider it and at least think about it you you can still say no but maybe ask more questions (laughs) there's a bunch of different things running through my head of (laughs) just try it baby come on (laughs) (laughs) at least think about it As I said, there are some things that are a hard, hard no, no. <laughs> but there are some things with your partner or Maybe. significant other that is worth having a conversation about and saying, well, let's talk about it. Let's think about it. Can I ask you some questions? Yeah. Will there be anything I can't unsee? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, man. Yes. Yeah. But on the, on the note of you mentioned their relationship kind of struggling through that. That's a big thing that I took from there. Cause I, I felt Tyler's sorrow in that moment. And it mm-hmm. was after, cause it hit him. It was the line where Jackie had snapped back out of it and she was just, Oh, this is so beautiful. I guess Winterfest made these fires for it's, it's just cool. And then when she says, well, this is our last one. So let's make the most of it. And I think the way that that affected Tyler, cause I think, and maybe I could be wrong. I see what you guys think of this. Um, 
I feel like this moment right there gave Tyler a feeling that their relationship is on a slope towards ending. Because he, I don't think he's going to refuse to remember. He's going to use the key on himself, I would assume. And then it's going to make that diff- that relationship too difficult long term whenever he's remembering and experiencing everything and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's such an important part of his life. That's going to be an issue for the future. I think it's going to, that's that's why I really think, yeah, it's going to put a strain on their relationship. I, and I think that's, you know, why his reaction was kind of strong in that moment. And he really did try to, you know, in the beginning he was trying to ask her and, and you know, ask consent and you know, but then he was kind of pushing her a little bit because he really, really wanted her to. And I think it's because mm-hmm. he, he knows they are going to lose that connection. That's a mm-hmm. probably yeah. a very strong connection for them. And if they don't have that, he doesn't think their relationship will continue. So then they're going to, that'll be an end to the relationship. I don't know if it was real life with magic keys. I would think maybe you could have a relationship where both people don't know about it and still be fine. Maybe it could be similar to how some couples have different hobbies and, one person goes off and does that hobby and that's their thing. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if there was um, like a dormant time in your life where yes, you may have these keys, but you're not using them all the time. Like you're not having to defend yourself against yeah. a freaking demon that's trying to, to kill you <laughs> or something then, uh, or take possession of the keys or do harm to your family, then probably. Yeah. But I, like I don't know something like right now if they're if you know you're having to constantly use them defend them or some something is coming after you or the keys uh, that's then a different story it, it would make it make it really hard to maintain a relationship if you are in a yeah. relationship with someone because it's like you're dealing with all this stuff that's magic stuff and they don't know anything about it yeah, um, yeah. just because outside of even time yeah being a hobby it's it's like. I could take you on vacation anywhere in the world for zero travel <laughs> cost, but it's going to yeah. break you mentally. So maybe we shouldn't do that. Like, yeah, yeah. you just have to pay for the flight. <laughs> um, uh, the, one other thing I thought was a little silly about this scene is to demonstrate magic to her. He takes the matchstick key and strikes <laughs> it in the greenhouse and these, like, it's almost yeah. like Disney where the, the planter pots just mm-hmm. sort of light up like, tiki torches or something and like yeah, wouldn't that whole place just be burning down right now yeah <laughs> well, i was thinking the same something. thing isn't that <laughs> could you control what it burns yeah. or like i guess yeah. you can control it maybe with practice yeah you're like the human another, torch or something yeah another thing it was just like a quick second but uh, i thought it was kind of funny was my reaction when he was just like i want to show you something and then he holds up the match kit match stick key instead and i was like no that's the wrong one don't put that in her you're gonna <laughs> like, set her on no, fire i thought he was gonna oh man that would have been a twist right? label the keys that was label an accident i swear <laughs> trust me this is gonna be beautiful <laughs> <laughs> all right well <laughs> uh, this show got really dark <laughs> Funny. That is what it's. I mean, it might be near the same place where I think we so. Saw Mark. When, when Mark yeah. used it on himself, yeah, I thought I was like, oh my gosh, he's gonna stab her with it. What are you doing? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that got dark, and then even darker that we're sitting here laughing about it. Right. Um, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> but it did cross my mind for a second. He held that up. I'm like, no, 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 wrong one. What are you doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, Jason, what's your number two? It's my turn. Okay. Um, yeah, it is. Kinsey and Gabe slash Dodge. I mean, one of the things that really made this episode extra good for me, especially first time, is that now the kids know that Gabe is is Dodge, 
he's mm-hmm. possessed by a demon. Probably has been from the beginning, as far as I know. We know he has, but they don't know for sure. But <laughs> anyway, that makes it really creepy and tense because she has to pretend that she doesn't know. But you're talking to a demon. <laughs> yeah. and And we don't really know. We don't even know what a demon is. They don't know. But what we do know is that Dodge has caught, has well possessed Lucas, which led to Lucas's death. Killed their dad's friends, Jeff and Kim. Used Sam to kill their own dad. That's the worst thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Killed the principal. Killed Sam. I can't remember if if he killed he she killed anyone else. But you know, that's p- pretty bad right there. So well, she after had, the mix up with Ellie. See. That was all Dodge's yeah. Fault. That's right, mm-hmm. Ellie. Yep. Ellie. Yeah, she engineered that. And it was interesting, by the way, that they were calling her she. Uh, that's what Aaron called her. She li- She's a liar. Because I feel like that form, that female form, feels like the main form. You know, it's not really. It's just another visage that this demon right. has picked for using the identity. But they kind of yeah. identify her with that mainly, which makes sense. Um, but anyway, so G- Kinsey having to give him this neck tattoo and... Then, you know, he strokes her hair and she's trying not to cringe. And then he asks to stick around. So she's got to spend the whole time with him and all that is Mm -hmm. it's hard because she's afraid of him and doesn't like him. But also she's mad at herself for not having seen it this whole time, which is another big part of the episode. Just mad at herself for being in a relationship with him for months and not realizing anything. And she's flipping through her pictures on her phone of them being all cozy and hanging out. And, uh, just being like, God, how did I, how did I do this? And I, I feel like that's a similar feeling that many of us have had about people we've dated (laughs) where I can't believe I fell for that person, you know, and, uh, not having her fear, I think didn't help, which we talked about, I think a little bit last week, Mm -hmm. which I was like, maybe that's why we make dumb decisions sometimes when we're younger, because we have no fear. But, um, I mean, if I was Kinsey and that happened, I would be suspicious of everyone after this. Like we are when we watch the show. Oh, they're mm-hmm. a demon. Like I, I I would think she would be really suspicious because she doesn't trust herself to know. You know, that'd be really hard. That's really hard what she went through. Yeah. I don't blame her yeah. for feeling bad. But Tyler tries to reassure her. Right what? Now. I'm sorry. She probably doesn't trust her own judgment yeah. right now. And maybe that she has her fear back now. She, she's a better judge, but she's also more fearful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then Tyler tries to reassure her. I thought that was kind of funny. He goes, she played all of us, believe me. And I was just, I think he's talking about what happened in the truck. Oh, yeah. the truck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He has that moment Probably. like, oh God, I slept with your boyfriend too. <laughs> yeah. What? Um, no. uh, Kinsey, I, I have something to tell you. Uh, I had some sorry. sexy time well. in the truck. <laughs> and then, but Gabe, it's funny because like, you know, Kinsey let herself get played by Gabe, but now Gabe's letting himself get played by her. Like we were just talking about, you know, that he, mm-hmm. it seemed like Eden's like, She's a liar. No, no, she would never lie to me. Well, what if she knew you were a demon? Then would she lie to you? <laughs> so uh, all that's really interesting. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I guess that's it. That's all I had. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Peak. All two. right. Oof. Let's get into it. The tale <laughs> of Aaron Voss. Uh, Aww. man. Yeah. Yeah, just R. you know, R. her whole arc this episode and and where we we you know start and end her, uh, but 
you know, it, it starts, you know, we, we talked about a little bit, you know, Duncan and Bodhi finding that chain key. And then he brings it to Aaron. He's like, oh, what's what's this? And she's immediately like, I guess she comes up with this plan. Do you call it that? Uh, pretty quickly in her yeah. brain that she's just going to lie to him and be like, oh, I don't know. I've never seen this one before. You know, and Duncan mentions the keys whispering to you at the time that they would be most helpful to you. And we've heard that a few times before. I think we speculated about that, right? Yeah. I don't know if it was mentioned on the show, but I think we've talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. That it almost feels like they hear them when they need them yeah. The most. Yeah. And then he's still correct. He's right in this case. That's what it was. But with Aaron lying to him about it, that she'd never seen him before, he kind of forgets about it for that time until she goes up to get it. And then they have that little moment where she says, you know, her trust fund came through, the bank's got her money, so she's going to go ahead and take off. On my second watch, I was realizing, I was like, man, I should have picked up more watching these scenes the first time that this was like a clear goodbye to Aaron. Yeah. Like the whole her, because it it still caught me by surprise the first time I watched the episode. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit, what? But watching it a second time. What were you saying? I was surprised that she, that she was, that Duncan, well, that Duncan would be like, you go, this is not your problem. I'm like, "Mm, if there's somebody who wants to help, don't you want their help? And right. then, and then that she said okay, but then when it was revealed that she that was all a ruse and that she was lying about not knowing the what the chain key was, that was kind of a delicious moment that we've seen in Lock and Key before. Like Ellie last season was lying about a lot of stuff, tr- yeah. pretending to be friends with uh, Nina so she could get into the house and get the keys or whatever. But um, anyway. I was, that was a fun moment when she went, but, but I was confused too. And I was hoping you guys could straighten me out. Cause I think she had the chain key, but she put it in a drawer and then went back and got it. And I'm like, why didn't you just keep it? Or, or did I miss something? Well, she went and got it cause she gave it back to Duncan, but I thought I, we saw her put it and in then, a drawer. Yeah. Then later, later she, like it was secret. Yeah, later she was watching because I was like, "What are you doing? Like, what's going on?" Because um, she was like watching Duncan, and when he like left and went downstairs, I think she went back to his room and grabbed it. But and when she put it. it in there, I don't think he was watching though. Put it in so where? in the drawer that she then took it out from later. Yeah, because like I think he went downstairs, and then she snuck over to his room, grabbed it, and put it back yeah, in her she, room. Oh, and then and then took yeah. it again later when she was ready to go. Oh, I was conf- okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I, oh, she, why didn't she put it in her pocket or something? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm, the, the plan itself is a little weird, which I'll talk about some of that. Yeah, but yeah there's uh, some mystery and fogginess around right, all of this for but, me as well. Yeah, yeah. She so she's telling Duncan that she can't leave because she's got to help. You know fight dodge and then Duncan's trying to tell her, you know, you've been here for you were trapped in your head for all this times and now you can't be trapped in Matheson. And so you need to go. And then with the bank clearing and stuff, like all these little things I should have picked up on. It's like, well, cause that's going to give him a clear reason as to why when she disappears, it's not going to be a thing. Exactly. Like, everybody's just going to, they can kind of cover it up with, yep, she, she left. Mm. She but, took her money and went up to the mountains. Yeah. yeah. So her plan, she takes this chain key and the lock to go after Gabe on her own, which that's right. the part of the plan. I don't like, it's a really bad move. Like I know she has some sense of responsibility. She says she's the only keeper of the keys left, but really she's not. I mean, the young locks have put themselves in that role as well. Mm-hmm. Duncan's fully Duncan capable. Too, yeah. yeah. So I it was reckless. Kind of Cause considered one of them too. It, and unfortunately it does get her killed 
mm-hmm. because of the recklessness of it. She has good intentions, I guess, but she could have worked with other people. She could have asked for help. It's also a dumb easily. plan. I think it was dumb. Like you yeah, lasso somebody and pull it. Like what once you get out of the maze, are, are people going to see? Him. Like don't I know, worry that's about the sky. Yeah, she's like back to the well house with you, and I was like from the maze. That's yeah. the plan. I was like, you're going to drag a screaming teenage demon all the way across town through the Winterfest back to the house. Right. With everyone and seeing it, because we know she doesn't have the anywhere key, because Duncan had it, because he he got to yeah. the Winterfest that way. Yeah. It's like if she would have had the anywhere anywhere key with her, then that plan would have made a little bit more sense. Right. But it was just like, so you're going to chain up a demon and then just drag him screaming and snarling through the group of people, the crowd. <laughs> Unless of Unless the chain like no could sense. drag someone inside that lock or something, and we just didn't see that Maybe. part of it. But that could have been. Yeah, yeah, I wondered that, that too. If it would suck him kind <laughs> right. of into that, would make like more a Pokemon sense. Or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah in the Pokeball, Gotta they catch go them all. Into the, Demons. Into the lock. Um, yes. It's the demon lock. Yeah. Suck them up. Poke demon. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, that's the part of the plan that really bothered me that I was like, that's my big gripe. But now that yeah, you say too. that it, maybe it would have like sucked him into the lock, that would make more sense. Because we don't know what the hell the thing yeah. is really. That's the first time we're seeing this lock. This first time we're seeing the, oh, lock and key. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> just got that. <laughs> Sometimes I have those moments. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we've never seen it before. So not knowing what it does, maybe that was its purpose but if not then it was really it's a really really dumb. bad plan in yeah. that case bad. didn't make yeah. sense so i'm gonna all. i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt and hope that that's what it does is like pull him into their magic I, I don't know with this show it does stuff like that sometimes <laughs> right i know they do dumb things that don't yeah. make sense sometimes mm-hmm. and and it was a bad decision just to help i think move the plot line forward and i think it was yeah. a really waste of aaron's character yeah, uh, and it's sad because sucked. she wasted her life in her own head, and she gets out yeah. and is like out in the world for a couple of weeks or whatever, and then dead. But it was yeah. cool the way she got sucked underground by the plant key, even though it, I mean, in a, yeah, in a really macabre kind of way, and and yeah. tragic too when they tried like Duncan finds her and they play this sad music and he's trying to that that song <clears throat> was the great music song. was great mm-hmm. job on it. I had to look it up. Yeah, it's "Will It Ever Be the Same" by Young Summer. And nice. yeah, it's just yeah, it, was it fit one. that we need a lock and key playlist. So well. I yeah, might, I can do that. I did Tank one for Sweet Tooth. Does one. Yeah. yeah, there's some I good ones. Do that. Yeah. yeah, there's some Wait, really good songs this season. But pa- pa- usually does one. For yeah, shows and her last her last ditch effort of trying to reach out to the humanity within him by addressing Lucas. And I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't quite sure. I was trying to tell if it was working, and Gabe was like fighting that, which is what like forced him to kill her right then, the way he did. Or if he's just playing into it to fuck with right. her a little bit. I'm leaning more towards it was working just because we've seen that struggle with human emotion throughout the season with him. And so yeah. that was kind of why he killed like her so recklessly himself. Left. I mean, uh-huh. and they're we in saw... this maze with all these kids and people just running around. Anybody could have stumbled upon them. But her reaching out to Lucas pissed him off and knew that this could work on him or could cause a problem. So I have to snap her neck right now. <laughs> and we saw, I mean, I think there's a point. Yeah, it. I feel like they're going somewhere with that because we saw the um, inside Eden's head. There's still her memories. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that means probably inside Lucas's head are still his memories and maybe he's in mm-hmm. there somewhere. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. The plant key is what he uses to, cause we've seen, you know, we've heard that they still had that. And so we see that and then yeah, use that to pull her down 
underneath the maze, which is again like so sad. Mm-hmm. But then you know Gruesome. everybody shows up just in time, like you were saying, to just see her being pulled down, and even Jamie has to see it, which I was like, damn, that's pretty fucked up. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a sad ending out of just I think some reckless behavior that I don't know if she would have thought about it or put more trust into the kids and the Duncan, it could have been avoided. It's a good time for this because we're at what that was episode six. Mm -hmm. This is when it has to really start getting like, there's a threat, there are stakes, you know, there's badness out there and this really raises the stakes. And they're down an ally. Yeah. They're down an ally. And I would guess that, it could get worse in the next couple episodes. Although I don't know if someone was going to die, who would it be? Maybe not. You know, I can't think of anybody. I don't think any of the lock kids would, would die on this show ever. I don't, so, if there's any other deaths, I don't think it would be like any of the lock. Kids yeah. It could or, be one of the Savinis like or something Duncan, or yeah. 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 Well, I have some, thoughts but <laughs> oh yeah i yeah. have i have my prediction note i did write it down so <laughs> i, see. I yes, will hold on did. to it and see what happens nice. <laughs> yes keep it in a safe place keep it Not secret see, keep it safe what was yeah. that from mm-hmm. lord of the rings maybe i don't know mm-hmm. okay uh, my number two uh I, I want to talk a little bit more about kinsey and the acting job that she had to do uh, this episode. I, I did love where they picked up right where the last episode left off mm-hmm. uh, with Gabe knocking at the door and Kinsey like turning her head. I thought that was a good little tie in. So it was like, you know, uh, just a nice little flow. Uh, be interested like to watch it all at once, like binging it instead of week to week, like we're doing mm-hmm. um, see how well that flows. But um, I really liked that. I, I, I think that she did have a couple of missteps. So I do agree with some of your earlier, earlier points, Jason, when you were talking about her and her reactions uh, to, to Gabe, like when he kind of grabbed her leg being playful, like, and she like jumps and, you know, was like freaking out. And, <laughs> and when he comes up behind her and she, you know, kind of jumps and breaks that glass bottle or whatever. So I think there were a couple of like moments where I was like, okay, Kenzie, take a freaking breath already. <laughs> um, but I think for the most part that she did a, a pretty good job, like just trying to evade him and, and tell the lies like oh yep duncan doesn't know anything um and then she will quickly like change the subject to like something else to like you know get his mind off of it i think for the most part she did a pretty good job but i do think she had a couple of missteps um and i think that considering what was at stake who dodge really is uh and also her fear being back you mentioned that as well um i think considering those things um you know I think she did a pretty good job. Her fear played a big part in her life uh, in season one until she got rid of it. And we saw how careless and reckless that she was up until it, it came back to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now that she's got, I think it's a good thing that she had. I think it, it will make her more aware and a little bit more careful, which I, I think she needs to be uh, now. But I think she's not as fearful as what we saw her in season one, but I think that she did a, a good mm-hmm. job considering uh, the things that she's, you know, up against and having to do this kind of on her own. And cause Dodge isn't stupid, which I say that, but he acts, I guess kind of, he, see, he, she kind of acts a little stupid when it comes to Kinsey, I guess, because he is kind of kind of brushing off things like she wouldn't lie to me. Um, 
you know, which I think is kind of funny to see. Um, I feel like girls are usually the ones that take up for boys' bad behavior. Like, we always kind of make rationalizations when guys are jerks to us. Because we're like, no, he really likes me when they're really being like a big asshole. And I think <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see it kind of reversed a little bit here where Gabe's the, the one being like, she wouldn't lie to me. Uh, we've, you know, we're fine. We're good. Um, you know, so I, I do, you know, find enjoyment in the tables being turned a little bit there. In my experience, um, it's usually, yeah, that the other way around, but okay, fine. Oh, is it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, not so much on my side of things, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought it was great. I thought, I thought Kenzie for the most part did, did a pretty good job. And I like how, you know, later than she there at the end kind of, you know, was like, oh, hey, you know, Duncan, Duncan knows and now they're kind of forming a plan so I don't know I'm excited yeah. to see what happens next but Absolutely. I was I was proud of Kenzie I, yeah, I don't think that was an easy to their house to mm-hmm. come over tomorrow so we'll see yeah, what happens there got some plan they're putting together yeah yeah what are they going to do I guess they're I you know I, I was I hadn't thought about it but maybe they'll try using the music box key to trap him in the well house because they don't have that, that change do that. key and lock Save anymore because yeah. Eden picked that up. And yeah, they, that. They, the demons have that thing now. Yeah, so. She really Wonderful. should have brought the music back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, wait yeah. a minute. They Who has the music box key? No, I guess they have, the demons have it, huh? The demons, the demons have, yeah. have the key. So, Kenzie's yeah. got the box. box yeah, yeah. so both. one doesn't work without the other, mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. Jason, what's your number one? I'll talk about Josh, who, um, well, I was glad to see Nina happy about her night when she got home. I had one of the best nights I've had, or what did she say exactly? Exciting. Most, yeah. Fantastic. She said, God, I feel like I'm 16. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also am afraid it's not an accident that this scene came just after we saw Kinsey feeling bad about having fallen for Gabe. And looking through her pictures, you know, of good times they had together. So, I mean, based on all the red flags we're getting with Josh, who knows? Um, he's still kind of a mystery. I'm kind of hoping this next episode, given that he got this text from clhmywhc at mathesonacademy.net saying, I know who stole from you. And he hightailed it out of there. Uh, so I hope we get more depth on his story and more answers and stuff next time. But I, who, who wrote it? Like, I, I think Eden's the only, the only one who knows, right? Who stole the thing or yeah, it could be someone who's know, lying. Just the two of them. And yeah, it was just Eden and Gabe. And I don't know why either one of them right. would pull Josh into anything. So, so yeah, I have no idea who would have texted him about it. It's a nice little mystery that we got no follow up on on this episode. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll next jump time. into that. Yeah, but, slow, slow side of things for Josh's story. Yeah, I, I, I feel slow. like next time we could get more. I hope so, since he went out to find out who, you know, sent that email. But um, he says the artifact, which is Whispering Iron, has personal significance to him, which I, I kind of believe that when he said that, and um. I wonder if he's just going to turn out to somehow be one of these soldiers from the beginning, you know? And if, if so, then what does that make Jamie? I still don't totally trust her. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it's significant that Bodhi wanted to tell Jamie about Gabe and everything, but the, 
but Kinsey and Tyler said no. Uh, but anyway, so he's in his uh, British soldier uniform and he says in 1775, British soldiers were given secret orders to find and seize colonial rebel supplies that were housed throughout Massachusetts. And we know that Key House was an intelligence base during the revolution. So maybe the British soldiers that we saw in the premiere were there to try to get rebel supplies from Key House, you know, and maybe he maybe he was one of them and he got possessed in that scene that we saw and then used the identity key to change his look. I'm just speculating. If I turned out to be right, that would kind of ruin it for people, huh? But I swear, I don't know. Um, (laughs) But then again, I wonder if when demons possess someone, do they not age because that happened a long time ago? So anyway, that's what's going to happen if we don't hurry up and get some story with this guy. I'm just going to keep speculating on it and make up my own. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's all we can do till they finally like push things along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is getting a little bit like, come on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a good progression uh, in the last episode and in this one, but with except for that storyline, <laughs> that one just kind of yeah. stayed. Sorry. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, I can't do them all at once. Yeah. Yeah, we'll pick fine. up on that next week or mm-hmm. <laughs> later tonight. I'm watching it. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, for the next episode, I'm just sure it will pick up on. Or by the end of the season anyway, but hopefully. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. I, I, I suspect maybe he'll end up being a huge. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him. He's such a mystery. I was yeah. going to say a big villain by the end of it. He, he is a mystery, but and I just don't have a very good feeling about him. I'm very, very skeptical mm-hmm. of, his, yeah. of his, his intentions. Yes. Yeah. And again, I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything it. ahead of, and even, I can't even say spoiler like comic talk. No. Nope. This kind of storyline is not even comic related. There's nothing like she this. She doesn't have a boyfriend, right. I don't think. So, so for me, it's just speculation too that, I don't know, I'm kind of on the opposite side of that, where I feel like they want us to think that he's going to be a villain, and I think it's a red herring. He's going to end up being a powerful ally in the end. I used to think that, but now I'm thinking they thought we would think that, and then... (laughs) (laughs) They thought we would think this, and then they made us think that, so that we would really think this. Yeah. But they're doing that. Um, Exactly. It's all going according to plan. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, either way, whether or not he turns out to be, like, a good guy or a villain or somewhere in between, I don't know. He's still not being, I don't think anyway, honest and upfront Mm -hmm. about his intentions and why he's there. I still feel like he's not being Mm -hmm. straightforward at all. And I don't think that's good, whatever your intentions are or, you know, what you're, what you're, you know, if you're actually just a good guy, but like, well, I held all of these things from you uh, for your best interest. Well, bullshit. I don't like any Mm -hmm. of that. So, um, I mean, it's kind of the same as the, as Bodie and them trying to hold stuff away from Jamie for her own protection and safety too. Sometimes um, those intentions, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, usually I disagree sometimes with what Tyler and Kinsey say, but actually this time I kind of agreed with what they said and when they told mm-hmm. Bo- Bodie that you know the the fewer people that know th- yeah. this, then the better. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe it could have went the other way, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that they couldn't trust her, but, you know, the more information or the more people that know the information, it's harder to keep that quiet. Yeah. Um, and I was just saying know. that it's kind of like this devil's advocate thing, because then I mean, yeah, with Josh, yeah. we don't know his intentions. But it's true. what if we find out that he's secret, he's keeping these secrets from the locks, because in the end, if they would have known what he was up to, it would have made things harder for them or would have gotten them in more trouble if he was an ally or something like that. 
just kind of thinking out loud on those kind of things. Yeah, like you never know no, like where absolutely. he could be coming from. Or if, if he is a good guy, then how do we know that him being a little bit more upfront or honest about things that he knows or why he's there or that could help them? I mean, just the whole thing about them. him having this wife who died. If that's bullshit, then that's not cool to make up yeah. in order to ingratiate yourself, you know? True. Well, yeah, definitely not cool. But I don't know if... if I don't know if I don't tr- trust him or believe him about that. I mean, because then Jamie'd have to be in on it too, and she's just a kid, as far um, as we know. <laughs> well, that's she? true. <laughs> uh, we we have speculated that Jamie could be a demon too, so maybe they're all a bunch of demons. That's true. So I guess she's if she's not really who she, who she is, yeah, she's a backpack stealer. Yeah, <laughs> little stinker running around with Bodie's backpack to get him to uh, go into the maze with her. We know all those female Wiley tricks. <laughs> those boys in the maze. We know what happens in the maze. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Peak. Number all one. All right. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it a lot, so I'll see what other notes I have. But I kind of have it as uh, playing along, keeping up appearances. And a lot of, you know, Kenzie for sure. But then everybody, you know, you talked about right where we left off with Gabe at the door. And they're having to like them having to play it right off, which he says he came back for his bike, which I got a kick out of because I think it was Isn't Steve funny? Did you? in the feedback last week was just like, wait, didn't he leave the bike? Because he rode in Tyler's car. So how did he get his bike? I think Steve a- said that in his call. And so then oh. to come back like, I left my bike at the house. So I came to get it was his they excuse. Make- was like, ah, nice. That's great. Because I was wondering walk. why. Why would you leave yeah. your bike there? But I forgot about that. Yeah. So he would yeah. come back to the house no matter what. Uh but then, yeah, it was a good move. Even before they knew that he was after Duncan necessarily, but that, you know, Kenzie and Tyler had decided it was best not to tell him that Duncan was fixed anyway, just not let him in on that, which is good. And then they, them kind of, their tears in their eyes and stuff are them freaking out because of what Gabe is. But then they're able to play that off being like, yeah, it's just Duncan's getting worse and we're struggling. And it's just, it's a family thing right now. So we, it's just best if you're not here. No, no, you know no hard feelings, but, and they're, they're able to pull that off a little bit. I did notice mm-hmm. Gabe kind of looking down and noticing that Tyler was wearing the Hercules key. And I think he questioned it a little bit mm-hmm. and I wondered why that would be important. And they didn't really touch on that, but my theory is because it's just a small little thing, but Tyler probably put that on just because of what Gabe is. And is like, well, if, if something goes mm-hmm. wrong and we're telling him to leave and he like snaps and tries something, at least I have super strength. Yeah. Like, like, why is he something. all armored up and ready right. to fight? <laughs> well, but does he still have it on? Because they just got back from. I was wondering about that too. But just get it, back from the school. With it had the been a little key? bit. You'd think he would take it off once they got home, but maybe. Yeah. 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 Maybe. But I don't know. But yeah, I was wondering, but I was like, if he put it on on purpose, just because they were going to talk to Gabe, I was like, that's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would just be in case. If, just uh, in case. Make idea. sure I've got some, right. some extra strength here. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but then you're talking about in the car when they're on their way to Winterfest. I fully agree with Kenzie. She's right. You know, Bodie wants to tell Jamie and they tell her, no, mm-hmm. you know, close uh, kid. which then guys kind of come back to because Bodie refuses to let Jamie know anything off of his siblings. Good advice. That's why she knows that he won't talk about something and he's, she's trying to get him to open up. So she takes his bag and that's kind of what causes some serious problems with everybody winding up in the maze later. Not that Jamie, I don't think had any clue that one thing would lead to the other, but I think it is kind of funny that because Bodie wouldn't tell her now she's taken his bag into the maze and everybody winds up there where Aaron gets killed. 
It's all Jamie's a... fault is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Jamie's fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the face child. painting thing, which, uh, yeah, she's just in the booth. I like the different booths. Scott is making smoothies run off of bicycle power. That one sucks. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't want to be in that booth. And then we no. see yeah, Josh is giving colonial history facts, dressed up in full garb like an adorable dork. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Kenzie's painting faces, and I was like, "There's just something absolutely soul warming about a cute little thank you from a little kid." So she might have the best booth at the job so far. Uh, she didn't really. See, I mean, it said face painting, but it looked like she just had some stick she had on templates. It was like stencils. Yeah, yeah she had like, stencils, and I'm like, "Dude, I had to face paint at one of my daughters at her school uh, the uh, like a fall festival, and." I'm like, I had to draw that by hand and I am the least artistic person ever that, that, you know, I managed to, you know, I could do some butterflies, but, uh, yeah, I'm like, gotta put some flair in that. She's cheating. Yeah. Um, but well, anyway, I mean, it seemed like she had some pretty good skills earlier. Cause there's like the little girl that, uh, it's just like a random thing that I picked up on. That was funny. Cause well, Gabe gets a text from Eden and so he takes off and then Kinsey realizes something is wrong. And I was like, well, that's all bad. But the worst part of it is this little girl's never going to get her super rad blue ombre paint now. Because yeah. she was like, can you do this Give- ombre? And she's like, yeah, let me mix some blues together and I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, and yeah, I don't think Kenzie even needs templates. We know she's an artist. She can yeah. draw. She's got, um, you know, she's like her uncle Duncan, where she's got the flair for, you know, um, her art. So, so yeah, I'm curious yeah. why she uses that. But anyway, yeah, she give the girl her poor ombre. <laughs> yeah, so that's the worst part. This, that's the biggest crime. <laughs> this girl never got her Absolutely. ombre tattoo or, or uh, face paint. How dare! Yeah. But uh, yeah, Kenzie. Again, we've talked about it a lot. But just with Gabe being in the tent with her all day, I was like, man, she's just shaken, literally. Because uh, mm-hmm. she knows what Gabe is, but she has to pretend that she doesn't while still like being his girlfriend. And then she's gonna give him this like lobster claw neck tat. But she's horrified by the sight of him. So. This is going to make for a real fun night. Uh, yeah. Which I wondered if Kinsey didn't already know about Gabe. Do you think that, you know, it would be suspicious the way he's constantly asking about Duncan and the memory key? Like he was pressing yeah. a lot. Yeah. And even like him dropping Ellie's name was a big barb to Kinsey. She didn't need that. But because yeah, like, she well, might be like, for, why it worked are you for so Ellie and it worked that. for Aaron. But so why won't it work for Duncan? And yeah. it's just crazy how. Yes. I don't know if it'd dude, be a red dude, flag. Dude, you're laying it on thick. I think it would be more like, why? Why do you keep bringing that up? Like, what? Why are yeah. you so interested in that? You know. Hmm. Yeah. Not and like, then, are you a demon? <laughs> <laughs> at the end, we talked about that. Just her calling Gabe at the end to be like, best news ever, Duncan. Where you know remembers he's fixed. The memory key worked, and I don't think it has anything to do with her because they don't know that. Gabe saw Duncan at Winterfest. Nobody knows that. So I don't think it was to cover their tracks. I think it's just part of the plan. And she's using that to bait the him into, because they know that's what he wants is Duncan's information now. So that's what they're going to use as bait to get him to come the next day. So she got lucky there then. So yeah, she just thought, got lucky. I thought she knew. And she was as, as they're questioning, does Kenzie know? Because Aaron knew. Yeah. But I think it was just luck because okay. nobody knew that Gabe had seen Duncan. Right. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm and like I said earlier, I'm just excited for the next episode to see what they planned as they're inviting him over to come the next day. It's like, all right, they have a night to figure this out. Uh, what are they doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. it seemed like they thought they might have more time to plan, but um, they really don't. Yeah. 
Yeah, came as they felt confident enough in whatever they're going to plan to call him and be like, so come on over tomorrow and see Duncan. So, yeah, they they must feel confident in whatever they're planning. Yeah, I'm excited to see see what happens. Only got a handful of episodes left. Yeah. Uh, well, well, my number one, kind of short and sweet, but it's really just kind of a hope that I have, uh, and the that hope is that from here on, the locks, uh, especially the young locks, uh, take a little bit more care with the keys uh, and how they use them, and the consequences of using them. Uh, I, in my opinion, I feel, you know, they've been a little reckless. A little careless, not being as thoughtful, and not showing maybe the proper respect to the true power that these keys have, and not just the the power that they hold, but the like power they can hold over other people, uh, or you know, using them and the consequences it has for other people. Um, so I think you know they they've they learned about Ellie, uh, and and you know what happened with her and. You know, it's I don't blame them by any means, but just seeing um, how all of this has played out where, you know, they they don't maybe always think things through. Um, And of course, the not sharing of the information, I think they're getting a little bit better. But I still, you know, there's always the, you know, one of my gripes is nobody's talking to each other. um, So oftentimes, and they're not asking for help, like in this episode, Aaron, not you know, saying, look, this is what this thing can do. Let's, let's, you know, find a way to use it and we'll all do it together instead of just going out on her own, knowing that it's risky, going up against someone like Dodge, who's very dangerous. Because if she would have just gone to them with that information, then this could be their plan is, hey, invite him over, tell him Duncan's fixed. He'll come over. And then while he's on the property, you use it to trap him and put yeah. him in the well house. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, sharing, sharing information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being a little bit smarter. So my, that is my hope. I don't know if that's uh, maybe being too hopeful, but you know, it's, it's, you know, and maybe that won't be as fun. Maybe it won't be as dramatic. I don't know. Maybe then we, you know, wouldn't have a show, but it just, you know, I feel like they need to really kind of be brought down just a little bit and like, oh, wow, you know, look, we've lost some people. There are some true consequences to these, you know, these keys and the magic, you know, and maybe we shouldn't be so careless and we should be a little more thoughtful about mm-hmm. how we use them or who we tell about the keys and who we share the keys with and that information with. Um so I don't know. That's just feels like I don't know. They're so careless with them sometimes, um, and don't always think things through. So anyway, that's my number one. Um, Jason, you got any notes? Yeah, I got a few. One, even though I don't normally like fairs that much, I guess I think it's probably because of COVID. I I really wanted to go to Winterfest. <laughs> just look like fun. Just like I just miss normal things. <laughs> yeah, and that may I do like those mazes, those big like hedge mazes and uh, stuff. Those are really fun. I like those mazes, but this one, uh, just seeing it, uh, the view that we got reminded yeah. me too much of the shining. Shining, so I know. I, I would say no <laughs> yeah. to this particular. Oh, really? Maze. That would make no. me want to do it more. No, not me. No way. Uh, I like that dark stuff. Um, you gonna hide your tracks while you're walking through it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned Duncan thought each key, he was like, I kind of thought the key was saying, Hey, you might need me or whatever he said. Uh, it would be, I just thought it'd be interesting to go back and see if 
that turned out to be true with the keys that we've seen in the show. I, I don't really know for sure if it has with all of them. Yeah. Um, and if that is true, then how, like, do, is it the demon inside or who decides when a key is needed by somebody, you know, mm-hmm. but it was interesting that it was Bodie who actually found it in the cassette. And I still just yeah. think he's more attuned to the magic than anyone else. Yeah. And speaking of cassettes, that scene was so funny. That's oh god! He opens the door full of cassettes. What are those? Seriously, that's how caveman like me and your dad listen to music. Oh, are they? What do you call those little things? iPods. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, that's I, a few Bogey generations even... back from. <laughs> I mean, and I was I... like, are we that disconnected from like the younger generation now with that stuff? I was like, surely a ten year old knows old, what a cassette right? is, and I was like, Jason, your son knows what a cassette is, right? Please tell me I'm right. Please tell me there's hope. Um. <laughs> no, I, no way. There's no way. There, have you, if you go on YouTube and you um, watch uh, kids reactors, uh, I think yeah. that's what it is. Oh, yeah, and they show that. them like a Game Boy or a cassette player, you know, try to use this. And they're like totally fumbling around with it. They don't even know what it is. Man. But are iPods even <laughs> so old that yeah, a they're getting there. Know what an iPod is? I yeah. think that is completely. I did because I was over at my dad's for Thanksgiving. Nico doesn't last know what an iPod is. I don't think my my old uh, like like morning like my alarm clock that had the like iPod dock in it is still over at my dad's house, and they have it set up in the bathroom over there. And I was like, oh, that was mine. I, got, I remember getting that for Christmas when I was a kid. And I'm like, iPod. It's just like, yeah, you can't even. That's not even a thing. Like nobody has an iPod to plug into that thing anymore. <laughs> no, I've got I've got one that is a dock for an iPod, and then the older iPhones. Let me see if oh, Nico call knows. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you know what a, a cassette is? Yeah. What is it? Well, you put like this disc, and then it's the disc. Okay. Thank you. That's informative. And do you know what an iPod is? It's a music player. Okay. There we go. Yay, Nico! <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. I'll talk. Bye. It's like, that was random. <laughs> now he's going to show up, up in your room quiz. later like, what the hell was up with that, Dad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. That's, yeah, so uh, iPod, yes, cassette, no. No. no that was, <laughs> That's too cute. I, I love that one of my notes led to getting an answer. That I, was, yeah. I, I like, wouldn't well. expect a 10-year-old to know what a cassette is or anything like that, but I am very, I mean, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just def- definitely a big generational thing. My daughter yeah. knows what, what it is, but she's... Uh, I mean, I had one of those, like... She's like a older. suitcase that has all the little things in it for like all my cassette tapes. Oh, that was my pride. Whenever he said, yeah. oh, this was your dad's pride pride and joy, I was never allowed to touch them. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I had mm-hmm. the, it was like a flip case. It was like a mm-hmm. suitcase and it was double-sided and had all my mm-hmm. cassettes in it. And yeah. yeah, don't touch my tapes, had like man. the fancy yeah. little latch on it. You open it up. It was like a suitcase. And it was like in there yeah. the cassettes are in there and... It had like a like a red like velvety kind of like inlay with it. You put oh, all yeah. of them in. It was oh man, yeah. All the all the the eighties nineties <laughs> cheese to go along with it. Yeah. So I had my had had like um, hard rock stickers all over mine, inside and outside. And yeah, don't touch, man. Yeah, my pride and joy. I still have my GNR Appetite for Destruction on cassette. Nice. Still have that. I don't have anything to play it on, but <laughs> still got it. But anyway, anyway, yes. So that moment with the iPod joke and the other one with um, Eden's mother saying thank you for being there for me just made me like you get two good jokes like that 
that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's the humor for the episode. It yeah. makes me feel really satisfied, mm-hmm. especially for a show like this that has all kinds of different, you know, darkness and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, he Bodhi said, "Look at this tracking app on my phone. I've installed." And I'm like, that looks like an iPhone, in which case there's a tracking app already on there. You didn't have to install it. Find my friend. Find your friends. (laughs) Like, that's there. (laughs) Maybe they're trying to, I don't know, is that like an Apple exclusive thing? Maybe they're trying not to be too brand specific. So they show an iPhone, but try not to make it an Apple thing. (laughs) I I don't know. I think there's rule. They have rules. Doesn't Apple have like some unwritten rules about showing their products on TV or like well, maybe it's villains. I heard I heard a rumor that Apple didn't like villains in any TV shows or movies using their products. Using their products. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a cosmetic case, Scott said, that was uh, mm-hmm. the uh-huh. doorway to Eden's mind. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I thought it was. But I wasn't sure. Um, it was really nice, speaking of Scott, that Kinsey thanked him for helping him with Eden. And it looks like there's some maybe like, okay they're both like considering maybe we could make this work again or something. I don't know. They've been through a lot, so maybe not, but it felt like Scott was showing a little hope there, which was nice. I don't know if I want them to get back together. What do you guys think? Think they will? I mean, whatever's best for either of them. It's yeah, not like that's kind of how I feel. I'm not like a big shipper kind of stuff on shows. I'm like, I mean, I don't get that invested in like, oh, these people should definitely be together. You know, I I think (laughs) Kinsey might need some time on her own after this. It's just situation with Gabe. Uh, Yeah, she's (laughs) well. I'm Scott too. Like, I would be after the way she treated him. In my opinion, I would be like, are you sure you want to jump back into that? (laughs) I think they should like if if there's interest there, take things very take their time. Yeah, I agree with that. They work. They work well as friends. I think so. I, mean, I feel like there's you can some open more up there, things. Though. You can open up a door for later. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But but as of like right now, it's like they they're just a good friend team. And I, I mean, I don't think maybe what it they needs to be for a while. Close the door on the possibility, but I think that they yeah. should take it very. Yeah, slow. I think that in that moment there was it felt like okay, there could be something here, maybe. But neither one of them was like, let's rush back into it, which is good. And as far as being a shipper, like I I am when I think when I am, but I'm not when I'm not, I guess like with Carol and Daryl on walking dead, I never shipped them. I thought th- yeah. these two make great friends, but there are other characters like Luke and Laura on general hospital. I still want them to get back together 40 years later or whatever it is. <laughs> but anyways, um, last note is when, uh, Bodhi was in the maze and somebody laid their hand on his shoulder and, went, Bump! and it was Tyler, but I totally jumped. That was, that jump oh, scare nice. got me. Yeah. <laughs> that was that cool. That was a good one. That was a good one. Good notes. All right. Paik, you have any uh, notes? Let's see what I've got that hasn't been covered. I mentioned last week, so just to kind of keep track, the little opening credit thing that shows a different key that's important to each episode. So the chain mm. key was in this Showed one. Yeah, yep. it should have been a clue. Mm-hmm. To us, we didn't know what it did, but you see the yeah. chain coming out of this lock. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Because we've talked about a lot of them. Um, the iPod thing I thought was great. Yeah, this the chain key 
Randall hiding it in an Alice in Chains cassette case. Nice. Okay. And I like that they just kind of joke because Aaron's like, it's classic Randall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I like the reference. Duncan's like, you know, oh, it's okay. We have differing tastes anyway. I'm more of a Hollow Notes guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Uh, so let's see. Yeah. Jamie taking the, the bag from Bodie, running in, and then having that little pause where. Bodie doesn't have enough tickets and has to go to run to his mom to get tickets. And that gives Jamie kind of enough time to escape from him for a while. But then I thought it was actually kind of adorable how Nina is seeing it from her perspective of Bodie rushing to get these tickets from her because he's just super pumped about going in the maze. And that line is like, having fun is just such serious business. I thought that was cute. Uh, let's see the maze itself. I thought was really cool. Uh, just the way that they set it up as, I mean, obviously it's the centerpiece of this episode. The title is the maze. And so just kind of one by one, they enter with Jamie and Bodie way earlier, but then Kinsey and Tyler go in looking for Bodie. Then Duncan goes in looking for all three of them. Gabe and Eden go in after Duncan, after Eden chucks Doug out of the way real violently. Uh, and then finally Aaron goes in after Gabe through the exit. So then everybody's kind of in different places through those timing and entrances to where he's like, let, they're all in, let the games begin. Uh, and the maze is a really great tension building setting for that whole scene. I think, cause it's, it was a great thought from the writers and while they're coming up with this episode, cause they're all right near each other, but they're not sure exactly how close they are. And there's all these close calls of them almost seeing each other. And so you just never know, like you said that little jump scare where like Tyler grabbed Bodie by the shoulder. Cause everybody could just sneak up on anybody from around any corner. And I thought it built a lot of great tension. It was a really cool setting like set piece for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, that is all I have. Notes. <laughs> Good notes. Uh, gosh, I think we covered most of mine. Uh, we talked about Duncan and his search uh, for the key with Bodie. I just thought that was great. Uh, we talked about it, but I really do enjoy this side of Duncan where he has more clarity. You know, it, it was disheartening to see how he suffered and how he took it out on the kids and stuff when he was struggling, um, you know, having his memories inserted, but yet not knowing anything about magic. And But even before then, you know, where Duncan was just like a regular adult, right, who just didn't, you know, uh, remember magic at all. Um, so it's good to see the side of Duncan. He feels a lot more at peace, you know, uh, and, and just has the clarity now. Uh, and he's got all that knowledge. So I'm glad that the kids have him, especially now that they've lost Aaron, because Aaron, you know, had all that knowledge and history with the keys and uh, about their father and the things that they went through. And um, so they've lost her. And that that's, that's I think that's a huge loss uh, that they lost her. But I'm glad they at least have Duncan. At least they've got like an adult figure because they're just kids. I mean, I know Tyler and Kinsey are older, but they're still just kids. And, yeah. you know, so I'm glad that they have this adult that they can trust to help them, you know, navigate a, a little bit. Um, so it was really good to see that side of Duncan. And I thought it was really cute. Um, him and Bodie, he looked like a little kid, you know, chasing, you know, around the house looking for the key. So I thought that was cute. Um, but one question I had, and I, it, it, I'm sure it has like zero significance, but I feel like it was pointed out for a reason, maybe. Uh, what the hell was the teddy bears about? When they were looking was it for supposed the to be Beanie Babies, but they couldn't get the rights to use Beanie Babies? That's the only thing I think, because he was like, I never okay. understood the purpose of these, was the joke that he made. Okay. And okay. so that's the only thing. I, I might be wrong on that, but that's what I thought. Was well, like, is it supposed to be a Beanie Babies? Or it's, like, it that's more early be 90s. Like what? So, like, I don't know. 
some people are just not stuffed animal people, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, but it was just like a whole drawer full of little bears. They weren't even like different stuffed animals. They yeah. were all yeah. these little bears. And <laughs> I don't know, it just seemed like why did they focus so much on them? Yeah. Or was it just maybe nothing just in passing yeah. as they're so, looking yeah, for? Yeah, the way I read it was something. it was like a Beanie Babies reference, but they didn't actually have Beanie Babies. That's maybe. what I was thinking, but the generic who Beanie knows? Baby that yeah. <laughs> these in, in shows. Maybe that okay, well that, that in this universe it was little teddy bears. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, maybe it means absolutely nothing, but I always pay attention to details of like if they're focusing on something or they, they you know, focus the camera on something for, you know, longer than a few seconds and he makes a, a, a like a note of it. So I'm like, Oh, what does that mean? Are are those gonna come back for some weird reason or am I just making something out of nothing which is not new. Um, okay. Well, yeah, you, you guys already covered the rest of my notes. So I think that is a wrap for this episode. Do you guys have any other thoughts that you want to share before we move on? Nope. Nope. All righty then. Well, that was great guys. Good, good notes. Good top, top three. Yeah. Okay. Well, that then takes us into uh, my favorite part of the podcast, and that's our listener feedback portion, where we get to hear what you guys thought uh, about the episode. So, Jason, do you want to take that first one for me? Sure. Alma Contreras says, yes, I love how Duncan can hear the whispering, too. The story is definitely moving right along. The Gabe-Eden banter cracks me up. I'm really bummed that Aaron got killed off too soon, but how cool was that chanky? The main scene was hella intense. Oh, and I must confess, I went ahead and, and watched till the end, but I'm rewatching so I can be right with y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. Okay. It's okay. As good long as you don't spoil anything us. for yeah. us. Yeah, yes, then we're thank good. Thank you for not spoiling and thanks for being along with us. Oh, Chanky. She mentioned the Chanky. That is something that I, I'm sorry. I did have one other note that I overlooked here as I'm mm-hmm. looking through mine that I wanted to just mention. It was when Aaron used the chain key on Dodge and his true demon form started to come through. Mm-hmm. Not only was it super cool, I thought, but also didn't we see uh, in a uh, earlier episode this season uh, just a quick flash? Yeah, of his it was true after form when he screamed. It was after he tried to make the key and it blew up on them. Mm-hmm. And okay, he was right. Really he got real mad pissed then. We saw it there. Mad at Eden yeah. And, okay. So yeah. So I think that now that this is the second time that we've seen it, and this time a little bit longer, um, as he's being wheeled in uh, uh, by those chains, uh, I think we're going to get a full-on kind of, we're going to see maybe a full transformation maybe a little bit as maybe mm-hmm. maybe in the finale or something like that. I feel like we've seen it twice yeah. now. We're yeah. going to see it again between now and the um, final mm-hmm. episode. More extreme. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, sorry, just... Inserting a note in between there. Pake, you want to take that next one? Yeah, this one's from Lindsay Schlick. It says, the fact that Bodhi is so young that he thinks cassettes are iPods is so disturbing. <laughs> are iPods really that outdated that kids don't know what they are? I officially feel a thousand years old. Nice touch hiding the chain key in an Alice in Chains tape. Pretty sad after all that time in her head, Aaron only got a few we- days or weeks in the real world before Dodge killed her. Duncan and Kenzie trying to keep her from being sucked down by the vines was really hard to watch. I'm curious, if Lucas and Eden are still in there, despite being, despite being possessed, can they then be saved? I don't know. I, uh, that's I, a I good question that if, if thought about. How yeah, do they we don't get know. The, we just don't know. Yeah, how would they get the demon out, one? And two, yeah. if they did, would there be any, would that person still be in there? And would they be okay? I don't know. Good questions, though. Mm-hmm. 
Alma Thank Contreras you. might know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. She can't say anything. Yeah, can't, can't say anything, but maybe. Yeah. Thank you, Alma and Lindsay. That was great feedback. Uh, we did get a voice message this week uh, from our friend Greg. So let's see what he has to say. So I missed last week, but uh, all through last week's episode, all I could, I could just hear in Jason Lee's immortal words, I'm a fucking demon. Like I just. Gabe, everybody finally got find out finding out that uh, the Gabe's a demon and the the view into uh, Abe the 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 girl's head. Um, I can't remember her name, but anyway, the, the other demon. Um, like it was, it was a little bit uh, less psychotic than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the defense system yeah. was kind of cool. Anyway. This episode um, was super tense. I liked it a lot. The the maze and then obviously the impending... Come on, people. Just talk to each other. Aaron, just talk to people. I get it. You need... I'm the only keeper left. I have to do it by myself. We shouldn't approach this as a team effort. We shouldn't share information. We should, I should just go and have my own... I can't risk your lives because even if I get killed, you'll get killed too. Wait a minute. Wait, no. It does make sense to share information. Everybody, let's stop. Talk about how we can all not die together. That would be, I think, best. Anyway. Uh... The end of this episode was very frustrating because I immediately want to go and watch the next one. All right, look for the podcast. Bye. Oh, this is Greg, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Greg. Oh, Greg. 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 Nice to meet you. Uh, nice to hear from you. that voice anywhere, Greg. <laughs> and to Greg's credit, um, he had uh, forgotten her name while he was recording his voice message, but in his email when he sent it, he just said, Eden, that's her name. So <laughs> to Greg's credit, he does remember Got her it. name afterwards. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was great. So we got a message from him earlier being like, oh, do I have enough time to get the feedback in? I was like, yes, you're good. We haven't recorded yes. yet. So I love that he was like, at the end, when he finished the episode, he was like, just texted back. He was like, damn it. Do I have to end it there? And then he was like, wait, after I send my feedback in, I can just watch the next one. Like, oh, you don't man. have to wait. So for he's the jumped podcast. on it. He's good. Yeah, you can <laughs> leave your feedback and then move on. So that was great. Thank you so much, Greg. Uh, great to hear from you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for the feedback. I, I love hearing what you guys have to say. I love hearing the theories and um, having you guys as part of the conversation. Appreciate um, your contribution. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know if anyone has anything this week, but this would normally be our comic talk segment. Um so if you don't want to hear anything about the comic or aren't interested or don't want to be maybe be spoiled, then you should jump ahead a little bit. So, I don't know. Paik, do you have anything that you want to add about this week's episode? Uh, any differences or similarities from the comic not, that you can remember? or Not really anything major. Anything There's only one little thing that comes to my mind. It's just the chain key itself. Mm-hmm. As far as from what all I've read, I'm almost done with five. I've slowed down on how much I'm reading because I've been just so busy with so many other things. But, yep. but I've seen the chain key in the comics. Okay. So but it as is far as comics, I know so cool. far, it, it is pulled from there. But it was literally just a quick, like, one-page thing. There was just kind of this, like, montage of Dodge attacking them in different forms, different ways. Like, there's, like, an animal key where Dodge turns himself into a wolf and tries to attack them while they're out walking back behind the house. And 
all these little things. And then like, so it's just like this little montage of different things. Like there's like a scene where they're fighting all these like evil teddy bear things or something, or like these things are attacking on these dolls or this. Ooh, the teddy and then there's like one, maybe that's where the teddy bears come in. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but then there was something else. Yeah. I was like, these like things were attacking them. And, and, uh, Tyler was using the, that chain key to like constrain a bunch of them and like lock them up or whatever as he's fighting them off. And it was just like a quick little like, Oh, and that's like that. And he like had the Hercules thing going on. He's like super strong and he's using the chain to like wrap up a bunch of them. I was like, okay. And like, so that's just that image is all I can remember. It's like, so that we've seen it because we saw that little lock and they, it didn't show that as far as I remember. It was just him like tying them up with the chain. So I was like, I wish I wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did the adults find a way to remember magic in the comic? Uh, Yes, they did. Um, that's actually kind of where I'm at in mm-hmm. volume five right now. Is kind of ties into the colonial stuff. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's a is spoiler. It I mean, it could be. I mean, because it's not like a big prediction. Like, oh, big thing. But it's another key that they find. There's like this like grandfather clock in the house, which I think we've seen, where they can put it, a key into it, and then yeah. there's a dial on it that has like dates and years. And you can basically time travel like you can't affect or be there. Like you're just mm. kind of a ghost in that time. Oh, yeah. But you can go back and see things that happened in the past. That'd be and so, so cool. they go they go back in time to see Rendell and and his group of friends, the keepers, then like decide we're going to open the door and we're going to get this iron and we're going to make a key. Because we saw people in colonial times do it. Yeah, I bet you something like that might happen in the show. Yeah, Maybe. I remember the clock being significant, like when we saw yeah. in uh, season one, when we finally get to Key House, and, yeah. you know, they're kind of showing, like, this, the entryway there, there's the clock, I think, there, and I think, I remember that was kind of a big deal, like, oh, the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so. what I think with the colonial stuff being brought up a lot, is they do have a way, they do find a way to at least go back and watch that, so we can maybe get that in flashbacks and have Tyler and Kinsey travel back to watch what happened and see that unfold cool maybe a little spoilery to think because that could happen in the next few episodes but but it's a little thing but like you know like but we don't know what yeah we could see it's a good way to get that kind of backstory is have tyler and kinsey see it themselves if they find that that clock right excellent okay anything else anyone else have any other comic talk or conversation about the comics nope nope okay cool all right. Next week, we're going to be covering season two, episode seven of Lock and Key Best Laid Plans. Guess we're going to. That means the plans, plans aren't going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it's titled Best Laid Plans, mm. I'm guessing it probably doesn't go according to plan. Mm-hmm. Plans get lucky. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's plan for uh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm guessing some of us will probably find out later tonight after we're, we wrap here. Well, we are excited for you to follow us into Key House, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter at StrangeTCast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com, and you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com, and you can go leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. Speaking of great podcasts, Jason, do you have any updates this week on what you've got going on over at Podcastica? Uh, I we just got some really cool new podcast start for House Podcastica from Kurt. Yeah, yeah that's super cool. cool. It's really neat. 
He does um, such a great job. Me and him figured that out. That was cool. Uh, but that's probably no one cares about that. But you should check it out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but think it's uh, great. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, next week we wrap up on Walking Dead cast uh, World Beyond and um, and Fear the Walking Dead mid season. And I know I keep saying it, but World Beyond is so great. And I've watched the finale, the series finale, and loved it. We haven't podcasted about it yet, but um, man, I wish that show would keep going on too. It it needs more kind of a bummer because it got so good this year but um was it just a two season do i remember yeah that does it okay wow. they and they when they introduced the show it, it they didn't say that when they announced it when they first announced it but then um before it aired they said okay we, we've decided this is just going to be a two season show i don't think that was their plan initially and i could definitely see it going on for longer because there's more story to be told there but anyway it was pretty great so that was fun so after that, we'll go into a break and I'm going to have Karen come back and we'll podcast about a movie or something. She's been wanting to come back on. Cool. Excellent. Pake, what about you and Daphne? What have you guys got going on uh, with Run for Your Lives this week? Yeah, this week. So I talked last week, kind of plugged that we were asking for feedback and stuff for people to send, you know, what movies we should cover in the future. And we were going to be, you know, recording an episode. We were just kind of pitching movies to idea uh, you know, ideas for what we should cover. So that episode, it will be coming out this week. So nice Friday on run for your lives. Definitely check that out. Spotify everywhere, <laughs> Apple podcasts, anywhere you can find us. And yeah, so it's just, it's a fun little episode. We're just kind of pitching some movies back and forth. And I think the next movie we're going to like be recording is already one off of that list. So oh, cool. And we got some great feedback from people who gave us some really fun, interesting movies to think about and add to our list. So we've got a good, like little bag to pull from now. Great. I uh, love uh, love having that engagement. So that's great. Hmm. Is Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea on there? No, oh, um, I should have sent that one. Darn it! Could have. Well, that be your contribution <laughs> your right now. Right I'll say. <laughs> Take that feedback right now. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Thanks, guys. All right, that is our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. I'm Jason. I'm Bake. And Damien Kent is strange indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to our bonus segment dedicated to the Great British Baking Show. Yay, I've been looking forward to this. This week we're covering <laughs> Collection 9, Series 12, Episode 10, The Final. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't oh, looking forward man. to Lock and Key. He was just dreading that the whole day. But this part he's excited <laughs> for. <No. laughs> uh, the cool thing is that we're covering two cool things, mm-hmm. and I've also got um, World Beyond, which is great, and Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> so you can't win them all. But, um, <laughs> Three out of four ain't bad. Yeah, t- <laughs> and for this podcast, it's all golden. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's so nice. Three out of four I is mean, not bad dude. until it's a showstopper in the finals. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not so good. Um, I, <laughs> like, I, I always say I like watching things that move me. And this episode moved me more than any TV probably this year. God, I know. Good. Mm. Well, every episode for me in some way does. Like, it's just so Mm -hmm. heartwarming and uplifting. And, you know, I... So often, whenever I'm watching something on Netflix, some shows, I just do that skip intro thing. Um, But with 
Bake Off, I never. I like. I love that nice little warm welcome. Yeah, nice little warm welcome intro. I'm like, no, just just let it play. Yeah, it's 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 quick. It's yeah. short and short and sweet. But I'm just like, I just kind of let it take me over for a minute. Like, sure. oh, that's you know, it's been kind just, of a rough day, and I just think it's crazy that a baking show can make you feel that much. I I I, I agree with you. You know, I feel moved to a degree every episode, but this this episode, this one, I don't yeah. ever remember feeling. I've binged the whole damn show, including the ones that you can't get in the U.S., and mm-hmm. I don't ever remember one making me feel as moved as this one did. Really? Yeah, I mean, this yeah. one, yeah, there, I, I think there was maybe a little something special about this one, um, but there's been a couple finals that have just really touched me, but they really mm-hmm. yeah, hit sure, the yeah. family element, this yeah. one. It was yes. Something about it was just really heartwarming. I think that's what really got me, was, you know, the... Uh, bringing in the stuff. families and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah and, and how they're talking and reminiscing about the families that you know yep i'm sitting here crying over a baking show <laughs> <laughs> sitting there looking yeah, exactly. and who who would have thought i never ever 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 would have ever thought that would be possible but it's totally true so yeah here we are at the finals are i'm a little sad that it's over i'm always a little bit sad when we have to say goodbye to bake off yeah because uh, it is so warm and uplifting and it's fun to cover and talk to you guys about every week. And it's it's so cool that, you know, we all love it and we have listeners that love it uh, and get something out of it. We've had listeners that have never seen it before and we kind of turned them on to it when we started to cover it last year uh, during the pandemic. It's kind of a nice little uplifting, you know, pick me up that we all needed, you know, uh, during those dark times or still in the dark times. <laughs> Um, so it's hard to say goodbye. I'm a little bit sad. I mean, it was, it was joyful, but kind of sad to say goodbye. Uh, well, so like we do every week, uh, we had some, there wasn't a particular theme, uh, to the finals that there were some, some different, um, uh, bakes that they had to do for each uh, of the segments for the signature they it was carrot cake uh, the technical was 12 belgian buns and then their showstopper was a mad hatter tea party display so not a specific theme um so did you guys have a favorite bake who wants to to mention one of their uh favorite or top bakes first yeah um if i have to honestly if i pick a favorite even though like i, said, I mentioned the three out of four I think Christelle's showstopper minus the raw focaccia was, was my favorite though. Like she put some really cool stuff into it. Yeah. So but good. It, cause it was, the, it was the chickpea and curry, uh, mad yeah. hatter, mad, mad uh, hatter pies, ooh, yeah. the cardamom, God, pistachio, toadstool biscuits, and then the chai cake sunflowers. Cause those are some of my God, favorite some of flavors of all time. Curry and chai. I'm in. And so I've always I've yeah. I've always really meshed with her and her flavor choices, mm-hmm. and so you know, those ones were just incredible. It's like, yep, I want those. Maybe maybe the focaccia clock we can just put those away somewhere else. But uh, <laughs> but give me the chai cake and give me the the, the curry pies, please. It yeah, looked absolutely. great too. Yeah. It was and a beautiful kind display. of foresty yeah, the, and had like the little I menu the right now on the chalkboard and the whole whole yeah. thing. Yeah, so creative. The Mad Hatter idea really makes it r- more interesting and fun, and and they all did a pretty good job. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think 
her flavors would probably be my favorite, yeah. but I thought Chig's actually looked the coolest. Yeah. With his, it was close, but with the Cheshire Cat, I can't believe nobody else did the Cheshire Cat. Mm-hmm. I, I also know. think it's it's such a. Um, I was like, you couldn't get the smile on there. That's the whole thing. I know. <laughs> and then I was like, you literally could have done just a smile and said it was the Cheshire yeah. Cat, and it works. Like, that's yeah. what. I, yeah, because I was like, oh wait, the smile disappears sometimes. I'm like, no, 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 the whole cat disappears, and the smile's still yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with the cards those and the cool. mushrooms but and those cards were so cool and the. Yeah, like a checkerboard base, and mm-hmm. uh, it all they all look like they taste good too. Uh, orange zest and mas- mascarpone, whatever that is, chicken and mushroom pies, toadstools with lemon and lime creme pat. It all looked really good, so it would be hard for me to pick, but I guess ultimately it's what you want to eat, so I would go with Christelle's. Yeah. <laughs> But Giuseppe's look great too. Yeah, those. The, I mean, the, as the far panna as panna taste, cotta, his looked a little boring. But yeah, compared to theirs, I thought Paul was obsessed mm-hmm. with those panna cottas that he ate. I know. It's uh, hard to believe because it's just like a, a almost like a custard. Yeah, it's just like layered custard because you know? it was like what it was like mango, yeah. vanilla, and then like passion fruit on top Cooked or something. Cream. And it's, yeah, I mean, he must have just hit the right, right. flavors and got Paul in that moment. Because, yeah, he was pretty obsessed with... And Prue liked it, too. Yeah. She, she, yeah, yeah. She didn't want to stop eating it either. I mean, it sounded amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but it, sure. I was a little underwhelmed with the look of his compared to yeah, the other two. Yeah. Um, the look, yeah. But he won. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... So, well, I, I'm going all over the place, but <laughs> just thinking about the focaccia, that was such a... Yeah, oh at that God, moment, whenever like, oh. it's inedible is a note on your final showstopper. It's like that's that's the yeah. nail in the coffin for her. She's done. But and the thing is, w- before they went into the um, was it the sig- before they went into the technical or the show? I think before they went into the sto- showstopper, they said that I think they said chiggs was a little or maybe giuseppe was a little higher than chiggs and christelle was a little higher so christelle was at the highest point that's what paul said mm-hmm. and she won the technical mm-hmm. so i i really question whether that whole focaccia thing did I her in did. maybe she could have won the whole thing yeah, if I it totally wasn't for that think that was i think that i was mean clearly name. it wasn't good but what my question is if she nailed it would she have won you know would she have surpassed giuseppe maybe it's, we don't know that yeah. for sure but it's, it's possible highly possible i think yeah I think I think she would have had more of a chance, and it would have been more oh, of hell a yeah. no uh, question. challenge for them to be able to pick that final winner if she hadn't blew her focaccia. Mm, yep. Which you know, I'm, I'm going. I did not go back and rewatch Bread Week, uh, but I was trying to think. Uh, well, they had to do a focaccia mm-hmm. uh, during Bread Week, and if I remember correctly, like hers was one of the best. Like Paul was over oh, the moon man. over her flavors and her focaccia. So it was like, well, it's not like she doesn't know how to make focaccia i don't know and she's like i don't know what happened she really looked like flabbergasted like i don't know what happened or why it failed and why it seemed to be so raw um i think she she knew what she was doing but something happened there i don't know she posted on instagram recently yes i made raw focaccia in the final please don't try that at home folks (laughs) i think that's a bake-off first so i'm glad to have made history smiley for real, though, that just sums up baking. You can bake something 100 times, but you can never guarantee it will always come out the same. Mm-hmm. I wish I could tell you what went wrong with that bake, but till this day, I still don't know what happened. I do believe that everything happens for a reason, though, and so I will always remain positive. In a weird way, it reminded me of missing a penalty for England in the Euro final. There's so much pressure to do well 
And for some reason on the day, it just didn't go to plan. And then Italy won. Ha ha. <laughs> but the most important thing I've learned is to keep your head held high amidst any setbacks, keep smiling and to try again. I feel so, so much pride and happiness to have completed 10 weeks in that tent alongside a talented bunch of friends, including my fellow finalist Chigs. Making the final was an unthinkable achievement, and I still can't quite believe I was a part of it. P.S. I think Chigs sabotaged me. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Somebody man. opened the oven door on her focaccia and <laughs> yeah. let the heat out. <laughs> Noel probably did it. <laughs> yeah, Noel. It was funny. He's like, I might have distracted him whenever they were talking about uh, the Belgian Giuseppe's buns. Giuseppe's yeah. burned buns. Which, uh, oh. the fact that he had that problem with, because that was during that one, wasn't it? Uh was it because no 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 he, kept, uh, he said no that, that was, was the, the other signature thing. that he had the problem the, the with the Belgian he had the problem with this with not the Belgian buns the, was his own problem yeah, he was like I need to leave this in here a little bit longer yeah. and it turned out it was way too long yep yep he he I, I think didn't follow his instincts but yeah Noel was like I might have distracted him mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's maybe why he burned his buns um and but yeah he, he had then, some close had some close calls that he had to overcome and he still won man yeah I, I love right. Chiggs in that moment because he's he's such a nice guy but he couldn't hide this little bit of joy that was in him when Giuseppe pulls out these burnt buns from the ovens because he's like, oh, they're burnt. Like he was like, <laughs> like, like, like he's like oh, feigning like, yeah. you know, worry. Like, oh, no, Giuseppe. But in his mind, he's like, oh, yes, Giuseppe, fuck it up. He's like, let I'm me win. Moved up. Because he was worried he had up. the worst one. And then he watched yeah. him pull these burnt buns out. And he's like, never mind. I'm not last place. <laughs> <laughs> but what i mean I, we're going all over the place yeah. i hope you don't mind Rima, but when when they announced uh giuseppe was the winner it seemed like just a spe- for sure christelle and i think chigs too immediately were just overjoyed for him mm-hmm. which was pretty cool to see they were just jumping up and down and hugging each other right away they weren't like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> well and yeah, that's what's so great about this show i mean i think i this finale uh especially showed it a little bit more, but I think all of the finals that I've seen, you know, they're so overjoyed for their team. Well, not teammate really, but their fellow contestant because they have been friends during this whole process. And it's, it's so cool to see that they don't go and look all defeated when the other person is announced. They really are joyful. Burning this whole tent to the ground. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's none of that. There's always like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. You so Mm -hmm, deserve mm -hmm. it. You know, you hear all those kind words of encouragement and and joy. um, Like when, um, whenever I go to play beat star and I see that Pake has beat one of my scores, I'm usually like right on Pake. <laughs> that's so cool. I'm sure, that's <laughs> sure. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm sending you all the smiley faces. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really great. Um, what about you, Pake? Did you have a, f- you mentioned a couple that you really, really enjoyed and some of the flavors that you would have enjoyed. Any, uh, did you have an, another favorite bake that you wanted to, to mention? Um, I was, so I mentioned what that showstopper. So if I got to pick like a signature, the one again was most, it didn't work out as well. Uh, they said there was too much carrot in it. So it was a little too mushy and chewy, <laughs> but, but yeah. Chig's signature, Chig's carrot cake. Cause it was like this star anise pineapple jam. I was like, that is really, really unique. And 
It is. You know me. I like the really unique, strange, weird flavors, and I'm always going to try the thing that stands out a little bit from the norm. And I was like, You like the horse meat chips? Yeah. So I was seeing that, I was like, that sounds incredible. I I would like to try that. The, the different jams, because even like Giuseppe did like a walnut jam with like candy walnuts and figs. Giuseppe is all about the figs oh, the this fig week. jam. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I'm on a fig jam kick right mm-hmm. now. And that just sounded so amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the figs with the, I mean, carrot cake is not my favorite. Yeah, I'm not too big it's on fine. it It's fine. It's not. It's okay. Uh, some are definitely better than others. I, you know, had some really good carrot cake. But I felt like the whole signature was kind of underwhelming after last week was so great. Yeah. And, and it was, um, and because not only is it carrot cake, which is just sort of, eh, but none of them really knocked it out of the park. They all had complaints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really like, oh man, I got to have any of that. But I do like Christelle's flavors, probably the best pistachio cardamom. Her leaning tower of pistachio. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't look good. That was the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, her her and dowels didn't save her no. yeah. from the slide. Yeah, well, I happen to love carrot cake. Oh, okay. And it's, okay. it's not like Noel says, because I think it's healthy. I definitely don't have anything healthy about carrot cake. You're not fooling cake, yourself there. <laughs> I'm not fooling myself. I'm not in denial. It's I, I know it's not healthy for me. And there are some you know, carrot cakes that are better than others. I, I've had not so great carrot cake, so I do believe that. Maybe, maybe you haven't had the right carrot cake or maybe it's just not your flavor and that's okay. I know there is, um, there's a, a local Mediterranean restaurant that one of my best friends and I go to whenever we go have dinner together. That's where we typically go, typically go kind of meet in the middle kind of thing. Um, it's one of our favorite restaurants and they have, like they're kind of known for their carrot cakes, like their signature. They have other desserts, but that's like their thing. I get it every single time, even if I just get it to go. Um, and it is like the absolute amazing, I, I, I couldn't tell you everything that's in it. I'm not one of those that I can take a bite of something and call out all the flavors. I'm not that sophisticated. I just know it tastes amazing. Um, but it's absolute perfection. It is absolutely melt in your mouth. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of a, a great carrot cake. So I don't know. I, I think out of all of them, probably, you know, um, Giuseppe's with the fig, like I said, I'm kind of on a fig jam kick right now too. So his... I think sounded really, really great to yeah. me. And it looked, looked cool. Too. Yeah, it looked really good. Uh, any other favorite bakes that stand out or that you guys wanted to talk about as far as signature? N- not a favorite, but, you know, I thought, okay, it's cool. Christelle won her first technical because mm-hmm. it was her last chance and she's had the handshake, the Starbaker, and the technical. But then I'm like, well, she's damn lucky that Giuseppe messed up. Yeah. Cause that, and then uh, Chig's yep. also messed up. So, <laughs> and there was no one else. She kind to of won by herself. She was the, the best uh, of yeah, the worst. A little bit, little bit. and hers were worst. kind of sloppy, uh, but they were you know tasty. So I'm sure they were it, good. But I'm sure they were good. But it it, it was I, I feel like she won because one she didn't overbake them like Giuseppe. They yeah. were structured correctly. They were edible. So they, so they just checked good. the box. It yeah. wasn't really wow, Christelle. These are like the best things ever. You just you've checked the boxes. So you check the box next to edible. So you, yeah. right. <laughs> and then she had raw focaccia in the next yeah. one. So they're probably mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Um, yeah, that sucked. Okay. What about, and we've talked about several of them already, but what about standout moments? So here we are at the finale. There were a lot of, I thought a lot of great moments um, to talk about. Uh, what, what stood out for you guys? Well, when, 
they announced Giuseppe as the winner. That was probably stood out a little bit. A pretty standout <laughs> moment, and they were so happy for him. And he's holding this cake dish and almost crying, and says he has no words. And Paul says, "You're the first Italian to win." And and then when he said, um, "You know, I don't say often that I'm proud of what I do, but in this case, I can't possibly not say that I'm really proud. It's unbelievable." He said in Italian, uh, "Just him, the whole thing with him, like." this episode he he seemed softer than normal more vulnerable more warm and um i think it was probably because his dad called because that was another standout moment and uh i i felt more endeared to him than ever oh yeah and uh so it made me happier happy that he won you know he was almost in tears when his father called that was that was really Mm -hmm. yeah a big emotional that one stood out for me a lot because the family videos are always going to be emotional to some degree, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was Giuseppe's that really hit me because because his dad's like not doing yes, very well in health, and yeah, but sent him a video helped. anyway. And then he yeah. has all these nice things to say about his dad, and they're showing all these photos of like his dad was yeah. an incredible. I say was, I mean, still is, I guess to a degree, he's still alive, but just an incredible baker. And like you know, him showing those like that boat and stuff he made, he's like this this yeah. guy could give the showstoppers we've done this year a run for their money like absolutely yeah his father no question yeah was incredible and now they're gonna make a cookbook together mm-hmm. to preserve their family I uh, recipes i don't I even bake so. or cook at all i have no skills <laughs> and i'm even partially partially tempted to buy that book just to be like i gotta see what they <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no kidding they, a lot and, of them had made books mm-hmm. yeah there's several former contestants that have put out uh, some cookbooks I think that are worth checking out, but uh, this yeah, episode, moment, because he was so like Giuseppe was so much more, um, I don't know. He didn't look Frank Zappa is kind of harsh. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how he usually looks, even though he's not a harsh guy, he's a little bit serious, I guess, or something, but here he was a lot more emotional. And I, I thought he kind of looked like me. What do you guys think? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like maybe a slightly older version, although he's younger. But put your hair back in a headband, and we'll see. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I liked when they had that recording with his dad, and his dad said that he's now a better baker than him. Like he surpassed him, and I was like, "Oh, that's." What a sweet thing to say. And, and he it said, was, that's a lie. Yeah, that was so endearing <laughs> to, you know, to see how proud that he was of Giuseppe and how far he, yeah. he's, he's come. And, and how shocked sweet. Giuseppe was that he actually made the video because he knows his dad is sick. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. <gasps> he actually gasped. Yeah. yeah. That was so That nice. got me all choked up. Me too. And then there was the um, road trip with Freya and Lizzie. Oh, man. Can we talk uh, about the road trip? They yeah. were playing... Um, what was it? Just a little bit, only the Italian version, just a little bit. And I really think too, not, not only it was a great set of contestants and I I feel like the, the showmakers are so good at crafting these emotional experiences, but that song just got to me. They started playing it after in the sort of aftermath of Giuseppe being announced the winner. And and when they started playing it, I was like, I'm going to burst out crying here, you guys. And then they start showing that, freaking road trip going around visiting everybody at culminating in this big party big reunion at the end. Yeah, it was like, yeah. I was like seeing all their smiling a faces. meetup that made us, made me think of like our podcast group yeah. and stuff like, totally you know, all head, like getting too. together yeah. and meeting up somewhere <laughs> in some uh-huh. location for everyone. I was like, man, it's like, it's, I totally get how that like 
you kind of bond, like build this family bond. And so these people will, will stick together and stay in touch for a while. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see like when it's two girls, uh, Freya and Lizzie and they're with uh freaking Jurgen, this old yeah. dude. Know, and they're like, having a great time. Together. It's like, Hey, we're bonded. Right. Wish you were here. <laughs> we got some ice yeah. cream. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was adorable. And then, of course, got to uh, play him some music on the trombone. Yes. That um, was amazing. So sweet. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, I cried the entire... As soon as... Which I... I I already had a hint of Freya and Lizzie's relationship because they went and got those tattoos together. I think I mentioned mm. that a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. After uh, I think it was right after uh, Lizzie uh, left left us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she put that on her Instagram. Her and Freya uh, had a little time together and got those tattoos, GBBO. Uh, tattoos and so that already kind of spoke a little bit about their bond and uh you know we hear about that often you know how they all remain friends and stay in contact with each other and they all visit and things like that and um so yeah when they you know oh starting to show this little road trip and how they're visiting yeah i was just like crying just like i said here i am crying at a freaking baking show mm-hmm. um but it is heartwarming yeah. and i think maybe these last two seasons even more so because they've all been in this bubble together and before the pandemic they were only together on the weekends you know they went home during the week and then they come in uh they'd stay the weekend you know they'd film and practice and bake and they'd practice at home during the week um but you know they got to go home but since the pandemic they've been in this bubble where they've had to uh i think it's around 2 2 and a half months or yeah, I mean, 10 weeks something is, like that that they yeah. that's a long time um they're so not there with yeah, I, I they're think away from their own families and stuff so they kind of form a family cuz they're all living with each other for that time yeah so I know that other other um, you know contestants on other seasons, uh, when there wasn't a pandemic, they all became friends and stayed in touch and visited each other and formed a bond. But I feel like these last two have just been even stronger because they've literally just had to live with each other, yeah. for most of them anyway. Now, of course, people leave throughout the week, so some get to know each other longer. But I feel like that just really They still went um, to see solidifies. Tom, the guy who left in the first episode. Yeah, that was yeah cool. <laughs> I know. I, it was just so heartwarming. I just loved it. I just cried the entire time. I thought it was great. I think Freya and Lizzie make the cutest little friend, um, you know, mm-hmm. um, friend couple there and their travels. And because I feel like they're so different from each other, but to see how they've connected and made that connection um, was, cool. was super sweet. And how they jamming out in the car mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Oh God. I loved it. And yeah, I take your right. I, it reminded me of the same thing. I was like, it's like if a couple of us just took a road trip and just went around and traveled and just stopped at all the different places where all of our different Zed friends live yeah. and spent like a day or two mm-hmm. and then had a big meetup at the end or something. Unfortunately, our country is like a lot 20 bigger. times bigger or something. <laughs> Makes yeah. Yeah, a little harder. Trip thing or a little more. bit harder. That's the thing. That's have. the great thing about the UK. You can road trip around and visit all your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or hop a train, and it's a lot, lot quicker, a lot faster mm-hmm. than travel here. That's for sure. But it's it's an, still a nice idea, even if you just did it up and down like the East Coast, because we've got a lot of East Coasters, and then we've got a lot of West Coasters now too. Um, so anyway, yeah, it was great. Any other moments? Yeah, I've got a few. Just kind of fun. Uh, Noel, 
I, I cracked up at him saying he'd push his kid in a ditch for wanting carrot cake over chocolate cake. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you can't say that about your own children. He's like, well, yeah. I, I say it in jest you know, because I know they would never do that. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> he, uh, I feel like, you know how I was saying that I wonder if he's getting bored with the show or whatever. And I feel like he was, he was always funny, but darker this season. Like even this episode, I think he was yeah. dissing two of the bakers to the other baker. Like, Oh, they could never do this, but you can. And he's uh, like, I, I, when they, he was telling, um, Christelle to kiss the spatula. Yeah. She's like, she seemed like, get away from me, dude. And, and then, um, she, ha- she asked, uh, he asked Chiggs and he said, no way. And then Giuseppe did, and I'm like, maybe uh, you guys should have done it because Giuseppe. I don't know, Giuseppe. Won, but, uh, I was say, Giuseppe's the one that gave Mr. Spatula the kiss. He needed everything he could get at that point. We have seen him on other I know, uh, episodes. He has bested him out, and I'm like, you should always kiss. I know the that was my note. I said, return of Mr. Spatula, the incredible cameo yeah, we all needed. Uh, do it. <laughs> but apparently, a bunch of fans were upset that he was too harsh with Giuseppe over the oven thing saying, what do you say? Let me tell you a few things about baking. You need heat. I thought and, that uh, was so funny only because Giuseppe yeah. was laughing at it too. I was like, the fact he that was. he can take it and in stride, it was, I went back okay. and rewatched. Yeah. He it was, he was after, fine. And yeah, Noel he, knows how got, to like yeah. find that line where people, it's lessening the tension. But so, someone was like, not sure that Noel telling Giuseppe that baking needs heat after he's made a mistake is hugely helpful. It's just like, and there's all these articles, Noel Fielding made the British baking show tent awkward with some weirdly mean jokes. And this one article says that both Matt and Noel seem bored and I'm like, oh, that's kind of what I thought. But I did go back and rewatch it. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. Giuseppe's laughing. Yeah, because right you can see at him. first. He's like, what happened? And like, he's like, why did you do that? And Giuseppe's like defensive. He's like, it wasn't me. It was a thing. But then when Noel gives him that little jab where he's yeah. like, well, let me tell you some things about baking. It helps. It needed help. But, and then you can see him laugh at himself like, okay, this is, yeah, you just roll with the punches. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just don't take it too seriously mm-hmm. and you'll feel better. But I, I do think Noel was darker this season and I don't think it was always welcome. <laughs> you know i think i think there were some moments that there were some bakers he, not receptive. he likes to push <laughs> yeah. the boundaries with some of the bakers this season for sure he he'd get into their space a little more than they wanted him to sometimes uh-huh and he'd um talk about their appearance or their caricature you know characteristics and or with i think jürgen he made a joke about something bad that happened to jürgen and jürgen did not laugh yeah <laughs> I forget what it was exactly but well, there was one like it was the handshake thing last week. Scene, but it was when he he's the, oh, that's what he's the was, only one yeah. that didn't get the oh, handshake, okay. and he was like, so "How does that make you feel?" It's like, yeah, maybe you should yeah. back off on that one. It's like, I'm gonna punch right. you in the face. That's how. Well, <laughs> there was one time it seemed like Jurgen didn't have time for his jokes because he just kind of uh, ignored him and walked to that guy to get some raspberries yeah. and just turned <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and walked away and left. him. he just staying there like, okay. <laughs> I mean, so. I I love Noel, oh, yeah. and but when um, Sue and Mel. You know, I binged the series, so they were my hosts, and mm-hmm. they left, and I was like, oh, but I heard that Noel Fielding was good, because he had already been doing a season, before, so I got to binge that, too, and I'm like, he is good, and it's like when Doctor Who changes, you're resistant at first, but then you get into the new one, so even though I love Noel, I could, I if they could get someone else with a fresh perspective on there that's all starry-eyed about it versus making jokes about how they ended up on a baking show, I'd be okay with it at some point. Maybe not next season, but maybe the one after or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I know you guys might not feel the same way, but I don't need those two to be on for the rest of the show. 
Paul, though. I never want Paul oh, to leave. I never want Paul Gordon. to leave. <laughs> we can't have GBBO without those piercing blue eyes. Yep. Um, Making you nervous. You can't stare. <laughs> right. He judges your every bake. <laughs> That's right. And your every move. Gosh, to have they show that perspective sometimes as the bakers they're they're stirring or they're decorating or they're doing something and you got like Paul over here in the background just kind of like <laughs> he's got just his like looking. arms folded or he's got his hands in his pockets and you see the baker they're kind of like giving a side eye like oh god you know like mm-hmm. Paul's right there and they so, explain yeah, some risk they're taking they're like yeah I'm gonna try doing it this way and Paul just looks at him like and then walks off mm-hmm. and he's like maybe maybe I shouldn't little. do it this way I don't know. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'd like to see on there is um, Larry David. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Larry David and Paul Hollywood. Um, but there were some great moments, though. As intense as what Paul can be, he definitely did have some comedic moments. I'll never forget that. I think the funniest one that stands out for me was George uh, when he did, couldn't figure out the the, the tongs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Paul just, like... We kind of gave an eye roll to the camera, like, oh my God, we well, <laughs> can figure out the dogs. Fixes it for him, like, there. There you go. Are you on GBBO? <sighs> How'd you get on here? Um, so, yeah, it's been good times. So, I, I don't know. I'm open open to, to others, but yeah, keep keep. Popping. Mill's pretty great. Yeah. I do like him. I love his dark humor. So, I, I, I think there are some moments where I I'm do like, too. I don't know if that was the right moment to say <laughs> that, but uh, at the same time, I do do really like his dark humor yeah and um he's my favorite baking vampire <laughs> um well any other favorite moments uh and and anything maybe about um the series so far that we haven't talked about or anything in the finale in particular i, I have a few other ones i don't know if jason does i want to just like go through all mine and take any of his go but... ahead i i've yeah, been talking ahead. a lot yeah, go um, ahead. just they had rain on the final day uh but <laughs> with that showstopper i like the it's like the little throwaway line of paul going today is going to be a marathon and matt goes uh, it's called snickers now i thought that was funny uh <laughs> um let's see yeah i guess really the only one uh, was just the technical itself the steps for the technical we get their like their sheet for the steps I was able to write down oh, yeah. the entire thing. Steps are literally this. One, make Belgian buns filled with lemon curd and sultanas. Two, pipe icing in a zigzag pattern over the top and finish with half a glossé cherry. Rude. It's so rude. <laughs> How dare he? It's like, yeah, <laughs> make, make Belgian, Belgian buns. buns is the worst part I of it. I know. That, it's yeah. so funny. Which, yeah. sultanas, I was like, what are <laughs> sultanas? So there are a lot of things in this show that make me like, I, it's like a raisin, I have to Google it. it. So yeah, it's basically a raisin made out of seedless white grape or green grape. Like I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Just say raisins. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, I would just completely just collapse on the floor. Make Belgian buns. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you for so much for that. Thanks. Never, <laughs> never seen a. I, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I've never seen right. a Belgian bun. Don't know what that. Which there's Jig's a lot like of he's got to be like looking over at the other bakers for a lot of these ones. Mm, like totally. Like when you're looking at someone too. else's paper in school and you're like, what would they put down for number right. one? Um, yeah. Oh, they're rolling it this way. Um, it was fun to uh, to see, like, uh, Christelle made a reference. Oh, I learned this on Bread Week. You know, she's making her focaccia and doing something with that. And then um, when Chiggs was making um, his brioche, 
uh, he's like, oh, uh, Jurgen taught me this, you know, so it was yeah. fun to kind of have some of those little callbacks, oh, and yeah. references to things that they've learned uh, from their experience or something that they learned from another baker um, that they shared with them. Uh, I thought that was really nice. I thought it was kind of funny when Matt said to Chiggs, oh, this time last year you weren't even baking, right? And he goes, um, no, actually I was. And he goes, oh. Well, that's not very good for TV, is it? Kind of disappointing. <laughs> and then, and then later, he's said like, "You've been baking for eighteen months," and Chicks is like, "Yep." And he goes, "Well, then we'd expect this of you. In many ways, you've underachieved." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice follow-up joke. Yeah. And then when Matt and Noel were caught almost kissing, uh, and then they yeah. said how much time was left, and then went back to the kiss. <laughs> yeah. I I like Pretty Matt cute. a lot. He's He's getting, he's falling into that. Like he's getting a lot better with his humor and just kind of joking with yeah, people. Yeah, I agree. To, I, I did love the moment. Again, just the little uh, 12 year old boy uh, humor on the inside that we all have. The way Christelle's mm-hmm. taking that, she's like, all right, so I just got to make sure I get my buns ready so I can glaze them. And he just deadpan, just staring at her. And <laughs> yeah. she's like reading his mind. She's like, don't you dare. And he's like, I'm trying to control myself. I'm better. I'm, I'm better, better than, than this. That. You are better You're than better. that. Yeah. <laughs> and when she, uh, when she first said that, She's like, uh, I got, it's time for, you know, before my bun's cool, I need to ice them or whatever. She started, I I almost wondered, are you a bit of an instigator there? You know what. She's baiting him. (laughs) But maybe it was more like she just realized as she was saying it, what it sounded like. I couldn't tell which. (laughs) I'm better than that. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a good response. Because he had, yeah. it was kind of like he was reassuring himself. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm better than that. Giving himself a pep talk and reminding himself, uh, I'm better than this. Yeah. That was cute. That was good. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a great final. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think a lot of folks were expecting Giuseppe to win. And it was, um, we all were from the beginning, but the other bakers got so yeah. good that we started to doubt it, you know? So it's kind of interesting that he did end up yeah. winning in the end. It feels right, but it, it was well, such, it made it an even greater series that that was in question for a while there. Mm-hmm. Like a good basketball game that's really close at the end, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, we, we talked about, like, all it takes is for someone to have, like, a bad day or a yeah. bad bake or raw focaccia. something. <laughs> and, yeah, or the raw focaccia. I mean, because I think... Like you mentioned earlier, Christelle was up there pretty high, too. And if it hadn't been for that, it probably would have been even closer. I mean, I don't know what the outcome would have been if it would have been the same. But, you know, I think and I think that was definitely in that moment. She knew that she probably wasn't going to be a winner Mm -hmm. because you could just kind of I don't know. I I, I don't know. I feel like if it was me in that moment, I'd be like, yep, that was it for me. Like I did Mm -hmm. great on everything else. But all it took was one thing and it was raw focaccia yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that t- took her out of the, the running as, as the, as the winner. And she'd have been better that, off to not have the focaccia. If she'd yeah. known, like if she'd tried it absolutely. herself and be like, this is raw, take it off the plate. Maybe you can win, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But then she wouldn't have had all the elements that would have been necessary. I think she kind of went overboard. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. No, how I, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I think she might've had all the elements. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I don't want to say Giuseppe got lucky by any means because I do definitely think that he earned mm-hmm. and deserved it. For, but, um, you know, I think it was pretty close. Um, and even though I got spoiled on who won. Uh, <laughs> oh, you did? Um, oh. 
Yeah. Well, of I, this I'm, episode? I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm, I didn't know that. I'm, well, I told you guys. Yeah, I remember seeing that I, message. Jason. <laughs> yeah. You said I, you uh, on in text or something? Yeah, like in our yeah. thread. Yeah, last oh. week after, because we were like, after should we, we record, you know, because watch we it real quick so you don't about... get spoiled. And then she was like, and I got spoiled, like right after we done recording. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I must have missed it. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Like, oh, well. dang. Yeah. So, but even, yeah, it was, I wasn't thrilled. That's, but that's social media for you. I wasn't looking for it. I was literally just scrolling and I didn't even stop on. I was just scrolling and all I saw was congratulations to to Giuseppe. And I kept scrolling. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, S-O-B. I was so mad. So I've known for a whole week now. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, but it's fine. That's, that's the risk that we take, right? Because it airs early in um, the UK. Yeah. And um it's out there and so it it's fine but even though I knew it was still I still got a ton of enjoyment from mm-hmm. the journey and watching it um and it didn't make it any less heartfelt by any means mm-hmm. um you know seeing Giuseppe's uh, last you know episode and and what he went through to to get there. So Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, there is one thing with him I'm like okay wait so he He's the first Italian to win, and now he's back in Milan. He couldn't make the get together. Are you British, dude? Come on. (laughs) I know. I I kind of thought the same. I was like, so he was, I mean, I guess he was living in Britain at the time that he was on the show and then moved back. I hope that at least that that was, yeah. yeah. So all you have to do is we just have to get somebody to move to to the UK for a little bit, get on the show, then they can come back home. I keep trying to get all of our British Zeds to like, Hey, and I think that they, oh, I'd have to go look. I just saw something uh, over the weekend. I don't remember. But the countdown was, um, like, the door was getting ready to close on the applications for next yeah. season. Mm-hmm. So if anybody um, over there is able, apply. I think it might be over, but I'm not sure. It, it might be. It might be. I can't remember how long. I, I was just trying to avoid any more about even though I knew who won, I was just like, I'm not reading anything about it mm-hmm. right now. Um, yeah, great final. All the tears, all the feels. Any final thoughts? I mean, I just, finals? I don't know. Sometimes when you're watching a show, it seems like the best show ever. And then you're watching another show and that seems like the best. So I don't know if my perspective is skewed, but this definitely feels like it's one of the better seasons of bake off just because of the quality of the bakers and Mm -hmm. the affability and the show is just so well crafted more and more all the time. And Mm -hmm. Paul's uh, loosened up. (laughs) So I I just think it was a really, really good season. Maybe, maybe the best. I hope they can maintain it. Yeah. Cause it's so good. So I hope they keep, keep up the quality. Yeah, it, this this was a special. Did feel mm-hmm. a little, little just extra dash of some special sauce <laughs> uh, in mm-hmm. there um, with with the variety of bakers and the talent uh, that we got to experience and watch. Definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, and of course the icing on the cake for me was being able to talk to you guys about it. Yeah, every week. It's cool. It for ten minutes, of, we decided to talk about each episode for ten minutes. Yeah, that ten minute. And we totally stuck right to that. No look at the times. Um, <laughs> yeah, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right out the window. We could have had probably an entire podcast I know. A segment. And um seriously. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. I had it, was a good... it was super fun. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it very yeah. much. Yeah, well thank you guys for agreeing to to talk it out. Um mm-hmm. Cause it just, it makes it even better, better experience, I think. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, there is no next week for Bake Off. So that is over for see the season. See you next year. Yeah. <laughs> see you next year. I, I would definitely be into, if you guys are into covering it with me next year when they come back, um, I would maybe guess it's going to be maybe around the same time scheduling time that they have that they did this year yeah they usually keep it around the same schedule and they seem to have worked it out with the pandemic you know and being in a bubble and kind of figuring that out and how to film and stuff and work around it so um so yeah i uh, you know i I would love to cover it next year with you guys if you're in for it i appreciate all the listeners um i know we weren't asking for feedback initially because we didn't anticipate (laughs) spending as much time on it every week as what we did um but i appreciate all the listeners who've uh, been along with us and and also enjoyed the journey as well so thank you everyone okay on your marks get set take a break